Yo, dude. Hey, welcome to the new meta. Episode 80. 80. And everything worked. <laughs> everything. Wow. I'm really impressed. Wow. Well, if you figured Only this took out, 80 I did. episodes to get there. Yeah. yeah no. Give or take. Give or take. Give or take. You guys might notice somebody talking. Yeah. That is the man himself, Mr. Llama. The face of Diablo 2. Mm-hmm. That's right. Oh, we just say face of Diablo. No, now. we don't know. Mm-hmm. That's what people have been saying lately. So <laughs> I don't know. That They say it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They say it. You know. Well, thank you for coming and joining us yeah. today. We appreciate it. Um, it's pretty pretty awesome to have you on. The idea for this came, you know, we talked a little bit at BlizzCon. We got to meet at BlizzCon and, and hang out a little bit. But what really sparked it is Fluff and I were debating the trading versus non-trading in Diablo 4. Ugh. And I was kind of arguing your side a little bit. All right. I appreciate that. And then I'm like, you know what? What better than to get the man himself on here to argue? <laughs> The man himself. So, that's when I, you know. Yeah. All right. So, so we'll get into that a let, bit. yeah, let's get into the poll from last week. So, I don't know if you had the opportunity to see this, but last week we asked uh, if, so every, I don't know if you're familiar, you keep up with Diablo 3, but they've basically said that every class is getting, or every class is going to get a new set. And so we're kind of taking a poll right. to see what the next two sets, which classes those should be. So we asked wizard, barb, necromancer, witch doctor, or demon hunter, which would you prefer? We'll let you cast your vote. Cause I know you're an avid Diablo three fan. I am totally. Uh, I've always thought that the witch doctor needs a new set wow. or something. Witch doctor. Hmm. hmm. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> He's never played Diablo three before. Yeah. That's clearly, a- clearly. <laughs> 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 Peach Allen, what do you think? Sorry, I, I don't have a good. I don't have a good answer. No, no, that's a fine. That's a fine answer. There are some people out there who like Witch Doctor and hate themselves. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Is that what you pick? N- my pick would be. Um, I'm going to go with Wiz. Wiz, okay. Wiz. Okay. And you're thinking Blizzard uh, Hydra set, maybe? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I think okay. it'd be a Hydra set. I hope. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously. I'm going to say Necro because it's the best class ever made. Three, two, one, vote. Thirty-four percent of the vote agrees with Llama and thinks it should be Witch Doctor. Mm. What up, representing the people? Thirty <laughs> percent says DH. Fourteen percent says Wizard. Fourteen percent says Necro. Dead last says a Barbarian. Yeah, they just got juiced up this yeah, season. They, they got super juiced up. Yeah, Barb's would probably say Barbarian, but. We all know the barbs don't watch the stream because I get them nerfed. <laughs> That's true. True. Barb's uh, hanging out. I want to jump in and, and kind of interview Mr. Lama a little bit. But before we do that, there was a okay. band wave today okay. in Diablo 3. I heard that. I saw, I saw you posting like, whoa, where did everybody on the leaderboards go? Yeah. So it wasn't as, as crazy as I hoped it would be. Like I, I was checking spots and it seems like about a 20 or 30 jump on leaderboard. So there's a couple people on there. Um, it's just nice to see them actually do something. And I, and yeah. I think this is going to be the start of it. I'm hoping that this is, you know, the first step in a bigger picture. But as they hopefully roll it into Diablo 4. Yeah. Yeah. I hope. Yeah. yeah I, I, I want to hit on that a little bit later, too. But we'll save <laughs> that for now. But just as kind of like a hot news news flash, go check your leaderboard placement. Hell yeah. See if you went up. 
You know? um, I also made a poll real quick for next week. <laughs> uh, if you had the copy paste itemization for any from any current ARPG in the for Diablo Four, which ARPG would you choose? Option one: PUE. Two: Lost Ark. Three: Diablo. Three: Four: Diablo. Two and five: Grim Dawn. Cast your vote, okay. boys. I'll be next week. Okay. We're gonna get into the itemization today, but yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so let, let's start a little bit, Mr. Yeah. Lama. Yeah. How did you? How did you end up start streaming? How did you like? How did you become Mr. Lama, the face of oh, Diablo? Boy. Oh boy! Oh boy! Face of Diablo once again. We're just we're just calling it Diablo. Yeah, we're not. Um. <laughs> so this goes back five years ago, almost. Start in January. It'll be five years. Uh, so five years ago, I started streaming. Well, actually, let's jump back seven years, eight years ago. So about eight years ago, I, sw- I wanted to be a StarCraft streamer, right? So I was like, all right, this is going to be dope. I watched, you know, people doing StarCraft and all of this stuff. And I thought, okay, this is going to be just like absolutely sick. Yeah, that echo. So I got I got echo for somewhere. It's me. It's like yeah, it's me. me. So. Okay. <laughs> it's making me ruin my own talk because I'm hearing myself. <laughs> I was just texting. I got it. I got it. I got it. Okay. So, yeah. So like eight years ago. There was there was that, and I was like, I'm going to be a StarCraft II caster. And one of my friends was doing it, and he was doing well with it. And I was like, sick, let's do it. So I started up the name, and I got Mr. Llama, and I put SC at the end of all my names because I was going to be a StarCraft ah. caster, obviously. Right, that's what the SC stands for. And I spent like a year and a half just going at it. Right. I was just like, all right, I'm just going to like upload to my YouTube. And if you check out my YouTube, the first like 300 videos are me casting StarCraft 2 games because that's all I was doing. I was just like casting every day, doing tournaments. I had a team. I was playing a ton. I was almost Grandmaster, just like slightly under, but I had a team that had a bunch of like Grandmasters on it and was running all that. I was like big into StarCraft for like a year and a half, two years. And at the end of it all, my YouTube had like, you know, 500 subscribers, shout out to the 500. <laughs> uh, and, uh, you know, and then my Twitch had like a couple hundred followers and I would get like three viewers. And, you know, I was like, all right, I guess it's just not for me. I'm not a caster. I'm not a streamer person. You know, I tried it. I thought I would do well and I didn't. And that's okay. So I moved on from my life. So I, I quit playing video games what? pretty much. Yeah. For like a year and a half. I like didn't play video games. I went, I started working out. I bulked up to like 190, was like fit, all this stuff. Um, and you know, cause I, whatever, right. I like turned into a normie for a year and a half. And then one day I was at home and I was like, huh, I want to like watch something. I'm like bored. And so I turned on Twitch and people were speed running and I watched, uh, Siglemic speed run mario 64 and i was like huh that's kind of interesting but that's got to be boring because he's playing the same game (laughs) and it's and it's like the same thing though you know like every single action in a speed run of those is basically scripted Mm -hmm. right it's like play as close to a robot as you can nothing change so i was like that's kind of boring but like I i loved watching it and then i went over and i watched cosmo play like legend of zelda and i said the same thing i said man this guy be like boring but like super cool to watch though and then i watched nightfall speedrunning diablo 2 and i thought huh 
this is interesting because there's like so many things that you can do, right? Like the game changes every time. So you're not just like being somebody who just, you know, plays like a robot. You haven't actually think and change your mind and okay, what do I do in this situation, this situation? And so I thought, man, that's like super, super cool. But I also watched him and I thought I could do that better. And so I, uh, tried <laughs> so i was like well I'll, I'll i'll just try and do it better and i thought i have to stream it to just show like my video for when i get a new record so i'll fire up my mr llama sc stream because you know i've got 200 twitch followers so that'll help me get boosted or something <laughs> and uh and so i started streaming like five years ago and people came in and started watching and enjoying it and i was like surprised you know and then it just went from there and uh, so I passed every every goal that I could ever have, you know, by so much. And so I'm just like thankful every day for it. And uh, yeah, and then just kind of rolled into being a Diablo 2 streamer for the rest of time. How long did it take to like take over? Um, I mean, it wasn't too it wasn't too long because Diablo 2 didn't really have like people streaming back then, mm. right? Like. All the streamers that you know of today that stream didn't exist in in 2014. So I went into the uh, um, like into the into the category, and there'd be like 17 viewers, and the top person would have like five, you know, and it'd be like five, three, two, 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 one, 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 zero, you know, like whatever. Yeah. And so I was like, all right. This obviously isn't a big category, but at the same time, all of their streams were absolute trash, right? Nobody had a good quality stream. Nobody had a good layout. All of their games were stretched, and there was just, like, a lot of, you know, like, bad quality streams. They didn't have good microphones or cameras. They weren't, like, chatting, anything like that. And uh, all of that stuff. And so I thought, okay, well, if I can just come in here and put on a, a stream that has actually like decent quality, then it'll be fine. And I, I'll be able to jump to the top. As I say this, my frames are dropping nonstop. So it's like <laughs> ridiculous. I'm like, yeah, I have a good quality stream. Also, yeah. I don't have any frames right now. That's um, the way it goes, man. Yeah. The, the biggest yeah. streams are the ones that, that die. Like, yeah, you know. exactly. Yeah. But the, you know, yeah, there we go. We bounce out a little, but like, that was the whole thing. So, you know, I jumped in, I put on a good quality stream. I spent a lot of time on a layout and, uh, and at the end of all that, it was, it was fine. You know, it was just like good. And, and, and so I was very happy with it. And, uh, and so I was able to jump to the top of the five highest viewer category by the end of the week, you know, (laughs) and then I had like 10 viewers and then I had like 20 and then 30, whatever. And, uh, yeah, it was just like going up from there. So it was, you know, really cool to to watch and stuff. Right. That's awesome. So fast forward, you know, 50 years since the Diablo 2 came out. And what right. keeps you still going? Uh, the community, I would honestly say. Like, it is... It, it, it's such a fun community. Because I love Diablo 2. Don't get me wrong. I love Diablo 2. It's an amazing game. Um, you know, I've I've played 20,000 hours of it and it's just solid. But 
I could I could definitely like if I didn't have a stream to chat with and have fun with and who also loved the game and all of this stuff, at this point I could have gone, oh yeah, maybe I'll go play a different game if I wasn't streaming, you know. Sure. Like I'll just go play whatever stuff and and whatever. But when I change that, uh, and when I like add the community in, the game just becomes so much better because you get people who constantly like re-excite you about it they come in and they're just like oh i haven't played this game in 10 years and it's so awesome and thanks for getting me back into it and like i'm like yeah i love it and they're like keep going for that mang songs lesson you're gonna find it and i'm like yeah and like anytime i hear any of these things i just get like personally pumped up and i love it and and so it just makes me love the game so much more you know and like doing terrible things as well like Oh, we're today we're gonna play a throw barb through nightmare on my own. It's like, oh my god, this is horrible. But when I can sit there and like both me and the chat can be like, oh, this is horrible. It's like so much more fun to do it that way, you know. Like everybody can laugh at the, the ter- terrible characters and things like that. So, yeah, I can relate to that quite a bit. You know? Yeah, that's what keeps you in D three. Uh, yeah, I would, I'd have to agree. <laughs> I'd have to agree. I think that, you know, I'm the same in the same boat. I think I could switch to other games, but if it, it's the community that keeps yeah. you playing and it makes it fun, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. So, sure. Yeah. It's I mean, not like you feel forced or trapped in it. Some people are always like, Oh, I feel so trapped in my game. Like I don't feel trapped in my game. I just, I just love the community here so much. Yeah. It's just a, it's just a really good, you know, sure. Really good set of people. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. And it's not, I so, don't know if I ever feel trapped in a game, but it, to see other games and like how they get content, then then it, then it makes you feel <laughs> kind of bad. <laughs> hey, man, don't talk to me about getting new content. Yeah, no, no doubt. <laughs> You've so, lost those privileges. <laughs> so speaking of content, do you play other games? Uh, I know that, you know, I've seen you doing Path of Exile and I know that you're, right. you, you know, Twitch reached out to a couple of you guys and you're in this um, uh, Path of Exile. So tell me about that just a little bit. Yeah, so so Twitch reached out to me, Fluffy, some other people, basically, and just was like, hey, Path of Exile 3.9 is coming out. Um, if you're interested, we would love to have you like play it, and then we'll get you some front page slot- slots for it, and it's just going to be like a Path of Exile thing. There's the race, so you can like participate in the race and all this stuff. And, uh, you know, for me, like I thought... That's a that's a good idea. I think it'll be good to go do. One, it's always great to just get like front page slots because that's always good for Twitch stream. Oh yeah. But additionally, like it's nice to have um, new communities that can like check your stream out, and then it's nice to have as well, just for my own personal like self and knowledge, the ability to look at um, new games. And look at like, especially ARPGs, really play a different game, really play a different ARPG and understand different mechanics and things like that. So that way, when I do want to come back and talk about Diablo 4, or I do want to come back and talk about uh, whatever it is, I can say, hey, like, I, you know, this is something that I really loved that PoE did, or this is something that I thought would make a good mechanic in D4, or I didn't like, or whatever. So just the more knowledge that you can gather, the better that you can be overall as like that kind of voice, I feel like. True that. Okay. True gotcha. That. I, I agree with you too. Do you uh do you play anything besides ARPGs? Is there any other genres that you're like? <sighs> so I just got an N sixty four 
Come on, my viewers. <laughs> okay. So we're gonna we're gonna get into some N sixty four streaming in the future. <laughs> it's just like fifty year old game. That's just your niche, or yeah, <laughs> that's my niche, man. The classics. I love it, dude. Don't you hate on N sixty four? That's the best. Have you never console. played it before? You act that's like it's brand console. new. You just got it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I played the N sixty four when I was a kid. Right. Yeah. I got the first one in like I think it came out in ninety six. So like ninety six, we got it for Christmas. I was the kid waking up, screaming, shaking it, you know, losing my mind, playing it, you know, every single day till my parents kicked me off of it. You know, all the classics of the Star Fox and the Mario 64 and the Zeldas and, you know, Mario Tennis, whatever, all the beautiful games. Um, so I played all that stuff and it was beautiful it's just the best yeah. console the games back then had a different design style to them nowadays we you know I, I just don't like the design as much in a lot of games feels more corporate and manufactured so the games back then had this beautiful style and uh so we'll probably play some of that stuff but other than that i mean i played diablo you know i love diablo one diablo two hopefully diablo four um some poe here and there i've played obviously some like grim dawn and some other things but i don't know i play roller coaster tycoon starcraft brood war um age of empires yeah pretty much games that came out when i was a kid you're right <laughs> oh, any game that's 20 years old is gonna be solid <laughs> okay so like you mentioned you know playing you've played diablo 3 obviously yeah where yeah. where do you think that diablo 3 went wrong um, where do we start? How long is the podcast? How long do you have me on for? There's no time limit. We don't limit. have a set time limit. No time limit? So, Perfect. Okay. As well, long as you want it to be. Let's start at the top. Um, starting from the beginning, uh, the campaign just kind of sucks and it isn't memorable at all. So, like, for me, that's one of the biggest places in a game. One of my favorite things. Obviously, I played Diablo 2. I play it in single-player mode because I just love playing through a solid campaign that has that, like, gritty, good feel to it. You feel immersed in D2 and D1, right? Especially with, like, the theme and all of that stuff. Can I cut you off for just a second? No. Ask, um, Fluff, <laughs> ask Fluff how he feels about campaign. Go ahead, Fluff. Uh, garbage. Why even have him? Why even have him? But that's honestly the first time I've ever heard anyone complain about Diablo 3's campaign. Honestly. But, like, that's the question. Diablo 3 shouldn't even have a campaign because the whole point of the campaign is to just get to the end of the campaign really quickly so you can start Diablo 3. Yeah. Right? Yeah, like yeah. that's that's what I'm saying. They completely ruined the campaign because it was just like, oh, just skip it, right? Like they should literally just have an option that's like twenty dollars. Don't play the campaign and just go to the end, <laughs> or free. Just push a button and you're at the end of the campaign with a level seventy, and now you can start the game. So they ruined the campaign experience, which is one of my favorite experiences. <laughs> and you know, this isn't even getting into the lore sure, and the sure. story and Kane dying to a butterfly and any of this stuff. Like all, none of that. I'm, I'm not even personally Spoiler. complaining about cause I'm not, I'm not even a lore guy. Right. Like, <laughs> but it's just, there's a feel to a game, you know, and, and the campaign just doesn't have it. This also comes from the fact they've ruined everything prior to level 70 due to their poor itemization choices. And, and this is something that I very was 
very uh, vocal on when talking about Diablo 4 was how I feel that Diablo 3's itemization sucks. Because no matter what, your level 70 item is better than your level 60 item or your 65, whatever. And so, like, who cares, right? The whole point is you're always just, no matter what, stronger at the next level and your items are stronger and better. And so everything prior to that is stupid and doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pretty much, right? Yeah. Like, and so what's the point once again? Whereas in Diablo 2, I could run out and I could find a gold dagger in, you know, like freaking within 10 minutes of playing. And then I could use that on my like end game character for magic finding for a while. Or I could find some chances or I could find some goblin toes or, you know, like you can find cool items. I, I found this one rare ring. That was 10 FCR, like 40 to life, 37 to mana, like quad res. I mean, it was an insane ring and it was level required like 26 or something. That ring is going to be better than a majority of players' rare rings that they're going to find endgame for a long time. And that's so cool that you can like find that stuff. So itemization got ruined because everything is constantly just always having to be better. And then this also later plays into the idea of like primals and ancients, which is just lazy design of items because it's just a bigger stat stick. And then you have the whole, everything is attack and defense. And so it's just giant stat sticks of everything. (laughs) And you're just looking for main stat. D3 doesn't have attack and defense. Yet, I mean, okay. it might go that it way. Has, it has main. <laughs> it has main stat though. It has right. main yes, stat. That, though, yes, yes. Which is basically it. You're yeah. just looking for main stat, and right. then it's like, and that, and it's, and so like, what do you look for on every item? Main stat, crit multiplier, right. and crit. You know, like crit chance. Like, you just you just look for that on every single item, and it just becomes this like boring, bland way to play. And then sets became this like super awesome. Uh, thing that were just so so much better and so much required and you know they talked about going away from this in D4 thankfully but it's like have your set you have your set you have your set and so you just I don't know everything is like so set and predetermined and then just like big number and everything is exponentially scaling as opposed to being on some sort of asymptotic scale or having a diminishing return in some way or whatever it is so that, hey, I found an upgrade, but it's a small upgrade. No, every upgrade is like 50,000% upgrade. And you're like, wow, now I do 57 pachillion drillion damage. You know, that's probably a number that exists in Diablo 3. You're not wrong. And so, yeah. you know, it, it makes things like balancing impossible. Like, it has to have the largest difference I've ever seen in a game. You start the game with a weapon that does like one to three damage and you end the game doing like <laughs> quadrillions of damage. Yeah, you know, true. like the scaling of those numbers to get from one place to the next is so insane that it once again creates that idea of like, there's no good balance. There's no good swapping stuff in and out whatever it's just this is so much bigger and so you put the bigger thing on and then you go to the next greater rift and you know and then that gets us into greater rifts of which is just to me it feels like lazy end game i feel like you could have greater rifts as like one end game yes piece right Mm -hmm. of like 20 
and then you would have a set end game, you know? But like when that is all that it is, it becomes that, right? You just like rush through to 70 and nobody cares about the rush through to 70 or the campaign. So why bother having that? And then you just start your greater rifts and you just go to your, get to your greater rift point until you're like, you got your big set and you got all of your items that your legendaries and whatever. And then you're at that point. And then you just like keep resetting greater rifts until you get a role that you like. You beat that one, you go to the next one and you just rinse and repeat. And the game is boring and all of the skills are always available to you. And the Paragon system sucks because the Paragon system is just, oh, you're always getting stronger. And it also doesn't even make sense because the grind from like 1,000 to 1,500 is slower than the actual grind from like 1,500 to 3,000. And it's just like, oh, we reward you for logging in. Congratulations. And so then you're like constantly doing that at league resets. And then you take a couple days off and you get behind because the other dude didn't take a couple days off and he's just continuing to get higher and higher Paragon. And it just like, I don't know. There's so many things in Diablo 3 this isn't to say it doesn't have any good things, right? <laughs> Obviously, I'm going on the ultimate rant here, but sure. you, you know, I'm bringing out all of the things I don't like. And there's things I don't like about other games too, including Diablo 2. Um, but like, those are like the main things. And then lastly, just the aesthetic. When I look at like items and things like that, it feels like it is just, it doesn't have the feel to it, you know? And this is, a lot of people hate me for this one point, but I'll bring it up again because I love it. Um, inventory Tetris and like the inventory and the, and the items and how they look and interact in Diablo 2 is amazing, right? I love when a big old scythe drops on the ground and I click on it and it's this giant, beautiful scythe that is massive and takes a lot of space up and whatever. I love that. Because it gets me invested in the game. Then I go over and I play Diablo 3 and I pick up this scythe and it's this tiny little two socket square or whatever and every item and I can put it right next to the tiny little armor and the tiny little... It's like everything is made for console, uh, easy to manipulate and move around. (laughs) And like for the sake of having an inventory that's manageable, it makes more sense and it's better for the sake of immersion in the game, it sucks and it's awful and it just doesn't look as cool. And the game overall is more cartoony and stuff as well and bright. And we don't need to jump into all of their ways that they screwed up lighting in the game. Um, But, you know, I just, to me, having an inventory and having mismatched items and having to play that Tetris, while it can be annoying, that annoyance adds to me actually like loving the game because when I sit there and I just enjoy it, then I'm like, you know, I'm like this, it feels like I'm playing that game. And that's something that I, that is hard to explain to people who just want to have an easy to manage inventory because they're like, no, it's just dumb. You know, I hate having to like drop something to make room for something else or move it around. And I get that, but it's such an important piece to that immersion of it. Because as soon as I open my inventory and the scythe is the same size as like two little rings next to it, I'm like, "Eh, okay, well, you know, just like, (laughs) it it just, I I just don't feel like I'm quite as in the game. It feels more like I'm just playing a game, not like I'm, you know, living my character in this world. And so 
you know. I mean, so I, love I, all that I see your point. That has to be the first time I think I've ever heard someone complain about something not <laughs> taking up a bunch of inventory space. That's right. But you're not I wrong. I mean, once again, a lot of people, a lot of people hate that. And they're just like, I just want it to be practical and I just want it to be fast and I just want to get as much stuff as fast as possible. Like, that's how they want to play the game. I don't want to play the game always like that. I like playing the game where it's I'm more like feeling like I'm in that world. And to me, that's one of those like big things, even though it's a small thing, mm-hmm. you know, but there's a lot of those like small things around the game that I feel are lacking. And I just feel like I'm just kind of like playing a video game. That's just like a console game. And I also hate that it's been designed for console. And I really hate that Diablo four is also being designed for console from the start because I feel like console has a lot of limitations that is going to that does mm. actively hurt PC development. I think so, we're going to see double downs on that. I think we're going to get more console, yeah, uh, systems in in mind from the get go. So. Yep, yep, it's unfortunate. So that's my D three rant. I'm not even jumping into a bunch of other pieces of it, um, but you know that's I can that's see that you kind love of the game. I'm with that's you. That's a large large <laughs> picture. Yeah. Oh, he plays potion, it all the time. Chat. Potion system. Yeah. As well. Oh, God. I agree that like console and mine from the start could be a negative thing. But I also tend to think that maybe we view it as negative because it just hasn't been done very well yet. Like mm-hmm. if you've ever well, played Lost Ark, I feel like Lost Ark would probably translate to console really well. Yeah. But I would it wouldn't feel like less of a game. I don't know. Combat. Yeah. We, I, we preach this every week because we've both played Lost Ark quite a bit. And combat in lost ark feels phenomenal it's yeah. mm-hmm. it's so good so um just learn some russian dude and play some lost yeah ark. yeah yeah i need to just go <laughs> go try it everybody keeps typing it up i need yeah. to go try it, it is yeah, really it's, good. it's good yeah so since we're kind of already on the subject I, let's debate a little bit so this is kind of what sparked this in the first place now, uh, we actually got to sit at a table and, and you and I, Mr. Lama, got to sit mm-hmm. there and talk and have discussions with, with people about trading. And I got to hear firsthand your ideas on trading. And I got to admit, I was pretty anti-trading until I heard your arguments. And I was like, well, those are some semi-valid points. There's a couple things that I was like, okay, and I'm sure I agree with. Some of the things I was like, all right, great. So fluff, I think, is is pretty anti-trade. Am I am I wrong on that fluff? Or uh, would you say? I mean, that's an interesting synopsis, but I would say I'm okay. more anti than four. Yeah. Okay. So wow. what I what I think would be <laughs> awesome is no, no, is, I want to hear it. Let's give let's give. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna give Mr. Lama like two three minutes to to tell his thoughts on trading and why what he feels Diablo Four's trading should be and why, <laughs> and then I'll let fluff get a couple minutes to, to give his argument about why he doesn't like trading. And then I'll let you guys kind of talk about the other person's point of views a little bit, if you want. All right. So, Mr. Lama, you're up. All right. So, let's go. We only got two, three minutes. So, two, three I, minutes. Per- yeah. I personally play single player, right? So, I'm, I'm not even involved in trading. However, I used to be a big trader in Diablo 2 back when I did play online. Trading is one of the most important things in an online ARPG because it allows you to play the game in the way that you want to play it. And this is something that a lot of people fail to understand, I think. 
a lot of developers, especially when they're talking, fail to understand. They're always saying, well, we want you to play like this. We want the main focus of the game to be this. And it's dumb and it's a stupid way to think. And you need to change that mindset and let us tell you how we want to play the game. And trading is a great way to do that because trading lets us basically play the game that we want to play and then trade that trade our way into some other world so let's say that i want to be a crafting kind of person one day right i want to go in and i don't want to do anything else i just want to craft some awesome things i can go in i can play for six hours i can craft like a madman if i get some good crafts i can trade them away if i don't get some good crafts oh well whatever um, there was one, let's say the next day I want to go in, I want to do some boss farming on a certain boss to hunt for some specific items. Cool. I can go do that. I can get some cool items. I can then go and trade them for some other things, right? And there was one ladder where I literally did nothing but trade. I went in and for six months, I, I just, I got like two or three characters up to like level 85 or 90, which takes like three or four days. And then at the end of that, I said, man, I just want to trade. And so I went and I found like a Shaco and I was like, cool, I'm going to trade the Shaco. So I traded the Shaco for an Umrun. I traded the Umrun for like, uh, you know, an Oculus and a Shaco. I traded the Oculus for a Lemrun and for, you know, a, a Jeed's Charm. I traded that Shaco for like a Scolders and, and a, an Um. I traded that. And all I did was trade. For literally six months, I got on every day. I joined trade games over and over and over again, and I had so much fun. And at the end of that league, I had all of this awesome gear and was super rich and perfect COAs and all this great stuff. And I had so much fun. And it was like the greatest time that I ever had. And I didn't do anything that league except trade. The next league I went and I wanted to go and I wanted to be a boss farmer. And so I would go and I would farm bosses and kill all the bosses and cool stuff. The problem with being a boss farmer is you can't find every item in the game if you're just farming bosses in Diablo 2. But you know what you can find? A lot of really useful items, Maras and Shakos and War Traps and all of these things. You can grab all those. You can trade them off to other people and they'll say, oh, cool. Well, I've gone and been farming some of this harder content that doesn't drop those items as much but can drop a griffins and things like this. So I'll trade my griffins to you for a nice full setup of this character. And I say, cool, that's great. So I can go and do that. Now, another reason that trading can be awesome. Let's say they just want to be like really into dueling or something like that. I can go and I can make this awesome dual character. I made a Nova source. It was super cool. I loved it. And I, and I went and I built her out and she had all of these awesome things, 45 light GCs and all of this stuff, which is like, a really expensive build. I had to go and farm first off to trade into all of this. So I farmed elsewhere, got awesome stuff, traded it, eventually built down to this one cool character. I went out, I dueled with her for about a month. At the end of the month, I said, all right, I'm kind of tired of dueling with her a little bit. And I found this new druid that was telly stomping me and he was awesome. I kind of want to make that character. Well, now I have this character who is freaking expensive as hell do i just have to sit on her and go farm up this whole new thing of course not i go on and i say hey i'm looking to trade my light nova source for a telly stomp druid and they say well i got some cool things da 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 we go we trade now i have this new cool character i can break my characters down i can build other characters up have a lot of fun doing all of these things um and i can keep going but i'll stop here because that was probably over three minutes <laughs> no that's cool that's that's pretty much the, the same passion. conversation we had we had it at blizzcon and i like that yeah. all right fluff. Yeah. okay so you know most people are probably going to disagree with me but i don't mind being the bad guy so fine, uh, yeah. background on why 
I might necessarily love trading because, you know, I come from a, a background of, you know, more competitive type of play. So, you know, mm-hmm. uh, te- technically speaking, you know, uh, like having trade versus not having trade. So, like, if you are able to just unofficially pay to win your way through a game, it takes away the esteem of, you know, rising to the top. Because, you know, oh, like, oh, you just RMT'd your headhunter or whatever. Like, it, it just, it's it's unofficially, it just kind of dampens the the appeal, I, I guess, of, like, really wanting to spend all the time you can on a character. Because if I can just go to a third-party website and buy a bunch of chaos orbs, like, what's the fucking point? Because everyone can. And, I, 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 again, you know, from a very selfish perspective, I think that that, you know, it, it trivializes the game and it makes it like less prestigious to do so. Um, right. And then also like, so you say like, it's cool that the players could have a, a chance to like craft all season and make like they sit in town and that's all they do. And, you know, that's great to an extent, but you also, when you have trade and open trade, you know, your players are also forced into it that don't want to do it at all. And you can make the argument, well, they don't have to, if they don't want to, well, not necessarily because if you're a competitive player at all, like you're going to have to trade. That's just the bottom line. Like you can play this like unofficial SSF like you do in D3, but at the end of the day, like you're shit compared to people that like group for you, for example, which I would call the equivalent. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, to, to counter like, so trading is what makes like an, like game. It, it's why you have an MMO game. I would disagree with that entirely. I think it's the grouping experience that really defines, you know, having an MMO or having a group experience all at all. Like it's, it's to play with your friends. It's to like have those interactions and take down a boss together and have like really fun gameplay. And I think that, you know, being able to share your loot is definitely cool. Um, and a big part of that in D3 is you can share loot while you're in the same group. But at the end of the day, I don't think that the trade defines that. But again, I, I realize that my opinion might not be the most popular. Um, but really, honestly, at the end of the day, it's more than anything. It comes from a competitive background of, okay, like, well, Diablo 2 doesn't really have, I mean, I know they have like the ladder um, and same with PUE. PUE has the ladder. They have the the deep delving. Um, but there's no like kind of in your face competition like the Diablo 3 leaderboard. And uh, if you had open trade in Diablo 3, the leaderboards not only would they be fucked by bots right but they would be fucked by just unofficial pay to win everywhere um mm-hmm. and i think that that point doesn't make itself as apparent because those games don't have those like game modes that are super competitive but if it did then people would be like oh this game's pay to win so i don't know that, that's just my two cents i gotcha any any responses to that, Lama? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Tons. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, we'll right, get, I'll um, give you a couple of minutes. Yeah. So first off, pay to win. Uh, the whole rising through the game, pay your way through the game, whatever. First off, if you're going to a third party site and just like paying money to get items to bring in it, that's just on you, man. Like straight up, that's on you. Nobody is forcing anybody to pay money onto a third party site. That in itself is different from even trading. That is like literally you going out and spending money on third-party websites to get items for yourself. Very separate thing. Now, the bigger issue or the bigger thing that I think you could argue is that, well, it's the trade to win sort of thing, right? You can go into a game and you can just have your stuff and just trade to win and get all this stuff. And this is people that 
are things that people kind of talk about a lot. But the point is, even if I'm trading to win, essentially, to get those cool items, I am having to still get the equivalent of that item in my own value. So I'm still spending my own time to find that value that I'm then going to use to trade away to somebody else. So if I'm playing and I get this awesome druid helm that, you know, is five to NATO with 37 to life, two open sockets, 10 faster hit recovery, blah, 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 whatever. Amazing helm, probably worth a few thousand forum gold. If you're going to use forum gold, which I'm not a big D2JSP person, but you could say it's worth a ton. If you want to get this helm from me, you're not just like, giving me a Shaco, giving me a D-Fathom, whatever, you're having to get the equivalent of some really dope gear. So you're going out and whether you're farming tons of bosses, you're farming tons of, you know, whatever content, you're looking for rare items, you're trading your way up to it, whatever you're doing, you're getting your way to this awesome piece. And then you can finally trade for this dope piece that I have right here. And so trading to win but you're finding that equivalent value somewhere else the only point is you're not having to physically go out and find that helmet yourself because oh the rng gods didn't roll perfectly for you in dropping it and that's one of those things right there's certain items that are just so hard to drop especially like rare items with crazy mods or craft things whatever that it's like should somebody be punished just because they weren't the chosen one to get the item dropped no, you go out and you find that value somewhere else. You trade into it, get that value for yourself. Dope. That's the point of trading. Now you've traded your way into a cooler item and it's super awesome, right? Okay. Uh, when you get to the competitive scene, I think you need to start looking at like SSF and PoE does this pretty well, right? Especially with the current Hardcore Awakener race that we're going through right now. You have this whole like, okay, I'm playing SSF, so now I don't have trading, right? This is one of the... Uh, the different things in the competitive open trade world, like competition, of course, is going to be worse because people are going to just like, oh, we can all give items to this person, right? Like, especially like a streamer, they can just like get a bunch of items for free from people or like they can, you know, play and get stuff, whatever. And you can group with your friends and share your loot and all, all of that. Like, I don't feel like it needs to be competitive in the open world sense of it as much, but maybe that's where you have competition in other ways. So it's not always just, greater rifts done and so oh he has the better gear so he can do the higher rift and that's it but there should be like other cool ways that you can have those different competitions different leaderboards different whatever and so it just gives you a little more um push in other ways and this is also something where i think having specific kinds of builds it's really important and having specific characters and this is what i don't like with d3 is everything is so uh, grouped or, or centered around just like items, right? If you lose like one item, your character sucks. Now you have to have like the all the items kind of perfect. And I feel like it, when you take that away and you put more of it into your character, more into your talent tree, more into the way you're building this stuff, if you shift a lot of that into other ways, then it's less about your items being perfect and every single item being the most important thing and more about how you're building your character and it allows you to be more creative and while well, I'm running higher block here and higher hit recovery and you're running this and all of that stuff. And so I feel like that's a really important way to uh, also basically showcase it or, or have just like a better competition in my mind. And that one, that trading isn't going to affect quite as much. And so you can still have really good trading, which is very important in my opinion, once again, because it allows me to do a million different things in the game and still come back and do other things because I can just trade it. Um, and it also allows me to like, you know, not be as focused on items. So 
Okay. 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 All right, Fluff. All right. <laughs> well, okay. This so, is the final rebuttal. Yeah. Okay, I'm picking fine. a winner. Fine. Okay. Okay. So, you know, there, I see like every point you're saying, like, like I, I agree with to an extent. I think there is a lot of psychology behind like having, you know, best in slot items and the fact that, you know, you can get on these like third party sites. Um, it's the same like I would compare it to Diablo 3. So, Diablo 3. You know, you can grind your face off. You play 17 hours a day and you'll have like four, 4K plus Paragon at the end of the season and be like rank one. Right. But because it's so heavily botted, no one's going to think that you're legit. And so there's a psychology of like, why the fuck did I even do all that if everyone's just going to think I'm a fucking bot anyways? And what's fun, the- hopefully. <laughs> okay, sure. But it's like, it's it, half the reason you play these massively multiplayer online games is to be like, I've got this character. He's a fucking badass. Look at me. Like, boom. Everyone admire my shit. Right? So, like, you kind of take that away by, like, trivializing how hard it is to get loot. Um, and to add to that, uh, you know, also a lot of that depends. Like, you know, again, I'm not against trading. I, I do like the ideas of, you know, like World of Warcraft is this, like, trade to get into the game. But ultimately, the best shit you have to find uh, at the end of the day. And mm-hmm. I think that the way you trade is very important because if you have a game, a trade system like PoE, which is just the worst fucking shit in the universe, I don't even remember what trade was like in Diablo 2, but <laughs> like, okay. they're just terrible systems that you just don't want to keep investing your time in. Um, so I don't know. At the end of the day, I'm open to trade, but I, I just don't want to see the game that I play for hours and hours and hours and hours completely trivialized because Joe X can get his shit. Because he spent fifty dollars on the game, outside the game. I think you need to find a game that's actually fun to play, and then that'll change everything for you. <laughs> when you get to the end what, and you're like, uh, "Why did I do that?" Because it was super fun. Wow. And then it's like, "Oh, cool, yeah, sure." Uh, okay, that was a cool little debate. That's that's exactly you know what I expected from this this thing. I think both of you guys got to argue the points pretty well. I, I'm kind of somewhere in the middle, so let's let's uh, we'll open this up for both of you guys to talk about a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about restriction on specific items? So let's say we're going to say Lilith is the end game boss in Diablo Four. We sure. don't know, but we'll just say she's the last final boss. She drops some item that's super rare only to Lilith. She's the only person you can get it from. Right? Should that item be be bind on pickup, or should it be something that you can just openly trade to somebody? You want to do you start think, with this one? <laughs> I mean, I'll I'll start with this one because you you've been starting first. Um, okay. okay. So yeah, I mean, absolutely. I think that like even David Brevik, right? He was like, I I think that PUE having open trade, it it doesn't make sense. Like getting the best items in the game just be completely open trade with no threshold behind it whatsoever. I think it trivializes like how important it is to get that kill and to like gear your character up and like coordinate a fight and be able to kill it if someone can just buy it because like then what's the point um so yeah i would absolutely say it should be bind out pickup okay Mama. so let's say that you go out to uh the the heart of africa and you go and 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 find this amazing um hidden area and deep within that you spend a year digging through to mine out the most beautiful gem that anyone has ever seen in the world. And uh, you take it home and go, wow, this is awesome. Oh, wait, it's it's bound to me. I can't actually sell it or anything. So now it's just stuck with me forever. 
It kind of feels like it would suck, right? Because it would. Because you know what? Like, if Lilith has an item specific that only she can drop, the value of that should be pretty high then, right? So once I go and I farm Lilith and I get this really dope item, I can then take it to the open market and I can be like, yo, look at how sick this item is. Y'all better pay up if you want it, right? <laughs> like, that, that's kind of the point but there. But then you're that just it, a looter, right? Like. <laughs> Sure, then you're a looter, whatever. It lets me play the game in the way I want to play. I don't have to always build a character that can go and kill Lilith just so I can get the stupid item. I can build a character that can do tons of other really cool things, get other cool things, and then come back to that person and say, yo, you did the Lilith stuff. I did all this other content. Let me gather up all my cool findings from this other content and trade it to you for your Lilith item. And that's the beauty of trade. And that's the beauty of not having bind on pickup stuff. I think that's a great example. But value to gets add determined to that, by that reference. Okay. So say you go find this uh, this gem in some like, you know, hidden tomb somewhere and you take it back yeah. and you're like, I'm going to sell it for a whole bunch of money because like, what's yeah, the point otherwise? Okay. But to me, it's like, well, sure. what about the guy that donates it to a, a like a museum and everyone can appreciate the item itself? No one else can use it. But like everyone, millions of people get a profit from like being able to just bask in its glory. And it's kind of like the same thing. Like, look at my character. You you can't get that. Only I got that. If he wants to do that, then go for it. <laughs> <laughs> like, that, that's the beauty of it. The dude can totally have that item. It's the prestige. Like, no, yeah, he can have that dope prestige. Yeah. And you know what I think you should do for prestige? I think you should get a, a little flag or something that sticks out of your character and it says like Lilith Killer. Boom, <laughs> done. There's your prestige. It doesn't do anything for you, but it shows that you killed Lilith. Oh, we've suddenly fixed this issue where now we have Fluffy's prestige enabled, but you can still trade the dope item that is found because you can get a lot of the value out of it or whatever. Blah, blah. So I feel like that's a great solution to it. Have some sort of achievement list or achievement thing or some halo over your head or whatever you want to call it. Halo. He did his research. Gives you and enables you to have that prestige while also not ruining the game for anybody who doesn't want to kill Lilith but wants to make a build around an item that Lilith drops. But then it ruins the prestige for killing Lilith because you bought the item you got from killing Lilith and now you can kill Lilith easier. Yeah, but I don't have a halo over my head. Also, what if what if what if the item that she drops isn't something that is even going to be useful in the build to go and kill her? What if I literally just want to make the dopest dueling build ever, and she drops an item that has some cool crushing blow factor on it that is going to be really really sick and helpful? Now I have to build my character to go kill Lilith just so I can get those gloves, so I can stop killing Lilith, just so I can make my dueler. That's dumb. No, let me be a dueler and just get the sick item with my other character or trading for it. <laughs> I rarely read chat on the podcast, but chat said something interesting. What if what if the item was tagged found by Fluffy? Nice. Sure. Nice. Give it a tag. I don't care. There, that way anybody inspects you like, oh, you didn't really get that yourself. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's that's dope. I it's like, like a little that. bit of shade. I, yeah, I kind of like that too. I I'm not gonna lie. I, I like, like that, that a little yeah. bit. Um, I hate characters that can do everything in the game, by the way. I think that's the dumbest thing because then it makes you have zero reason to ever go and like make another character. So I definitely love having characters be specialized in certain ways. This is my Lilith killer, super boss killer. This is my map farming killer. This is my dungeon character. This is my two dueler characters. All of this stuff. 
And, uh, you know, so if, if one character can do it all, then I never make another character. And then it's like, what, what's your opinion on like the armory like having to like gear up multiple specs and then you can save them off and switch to them on the fly? Um, I don't have enough experience with the armory to give a valid opinion on it. But I, just I, that I, idea, I so say it. you can like grind grind up like multiple characters on one character and then you just swap with like kind of a... Uh, I mean... Like multiple specs I, I on like a barbarian or something like that. I, I think the bigger issue for me comes in the, the idea of having like all skills and things give granted to your character. Like the more that you just make this bland like no identity the worst that a character in a game gets essentially in my opinion so when the sorceress is a fire or a light or a cold and can be the strongest in any one of those by just going to an armory and clicking a button and putting on a different set uh, to me it's like all right well that's not great so you so know? you want would you like d4's skill base and uh, maybe we'll start getting into the itemization on that a little bit too but do you want that to be like when you're a pre-plan ahead as you're creating this character, you go down a path, yeah. you cannot take those choices back. If you want a new one, you re-roll from, yeah. from scratch. Yeah, I think that's totally it. And I don't even mind that they like in Diablo 2 have the respec option. But the whole thing of when I'm like respecing a sorceress or something in Diablo 2 from like cold to fire or something like that. It's a long process. And like, especially if my cold sorceress has like all the cold grand charms and all the cold gear. And then I want to like switch into a fire like sorceress. That's like a lot of farm, a lot of trade, a lot of whatever I would need to do to really move her over to that. Also, respecking has, you know, it cost a token. So it costs some value to do it. And so you're not just like doing it on the fly whenever you want willy nilly sort of stuff. So I would love to see a path chosen for the character because once again, then you give yourself kind of purpose for playing through the game and playing through the game multiple times and having a different experience playing through the game. Right? So now I play through the game as a fire character. Now I play through the game as this mall druid. Now I play through the game as whatever. Right. And that like is a lot more fun to me when you're constantly changing it up and, and, and doing different uh, play styles. And see, I actually enjoy being like, if I can infinitely grind on like this one character, I think that when you have to like switch, it kind of breaks up the, the flow of a game. Like and anytime you have to like leave the game, I think it's, I don't know, it kind of makes it. Uh, it's like five seconds. <laughs> yeah, but sometimes like you have to switch like <laughs> items between the characters or like take things out of sockets and give it to, you know what I mean? So it's like. <sighs> I don't know. Oh, you don't take stuff out of sockets in D2. Okay. In D3. <laughs> I haven't played D2. Maybe, like maybe you just played it. You just played a game where switching characters is trash and that's, you know, potentially true. Okay. So my, my only basis for comparison game. are games that have been made in the last like decade. And so like yeah. PoE and Diablo 3 were trait swapping characters. If you share anything across those characters, it's a, it's a pain in the fucking ass. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I, I could definitely see there being a better like, you know, I, I would love for Diablo 4 to have more of just that, like, shared stash. I think of, like, PoE, right? It's pretty easy to, like, swap stuff over to, like, another character if you really want to. Not that you're generally doing that very much because every character has a pretty unique focus to it. And I think that's the biggest thing is, like, you know, like, like let's take Path of Exile, for example, right? I have my ED Trickster. I have my Toxic Reign of Arrow, uh, you know, Toxic Arrow, Reign of Arrow, whatever, Ballista. 
archer, I arranger, I have my neck, my summon necromancer, and each one of them and their focus on like gear is pretty specific. And so I'm not doing a lot of sharing between them, especially with like colors and sockets and all of that stuff. It's like when I jump to a different character, I'm like, all right, I'm going to use my trickster for, for map clearing here. But when I go to my boss fighting, I'm going to jump onto my ranger, you know, like you're doing uh, different things like that. And I love having the identities for the characters, but every character can still do their own stuff. It's just like, some things are going to be a little different, but you know, I might share like a tabula between all of them because Hey, six white socket, like great. Let's let's switch gears. Let's jump into D four a little bit. Yeah. We were we we were all at uh, BlizzCon. We all played the demo. Our yep. you know the, the listeners have heard our opinion quite a bit. But yeah. what was your first impressions on the D four demo? What did you think? Your initial uh, reactions. No. Uh oh. <laughs> he ripped. He's like, oh, we're done. D three. He's like, oh, D four. Click, click, <laughs> leave. Well, we'll give him slot? a second. Yeah. Uh, let's see. <laughs> F F and chat, boys. F and chat. Yep. Is this stream up? Let's see. I'm looking. I got him up. Uh, I'm getting. Yeah, he's getting F too. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Down. Well, Llama's ripped, so we'll see if we can get him back. Uh, hopefully, we can. That's that's a shame for him to be on front page and then have his internet die. Yeah, that sucks. That super sucks, man. I feel for him. Um, all right. Let's talk about... Uh, can you throw the other one back up for me? Yeah, well, sure. Yeah, cool. Thanks. Uh, what did you think? What did, let's, let's you and I discuss a little bit sure. about the tr the trading stuff because um, I didn't throw my input too much in there, but I kind of agree a little bit with what he says about being able to play the game you want to play. On the other side, I see your point of view about the the the, the pay-to-win being able to buy gear and I don't care what happens. That will be a thing like blizzard can't stop third party sure, sites of course from, from doing it. And it's going to happen. People are going to do it. Um, so regardless of like, well, you shouldn't worry about it. It's going to happen. Yeah. So, uh oh, the scene. Oh, cause he got dropped from the call. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We're good. Got it. Yeah. Nice. I'm up doubles. Yeah, I know. And boom. All right. We'll uh, see if we get back. Yeah. Again, to to add to that, you know, I think one, if you're gonna have a game with open trade, like I'm not opposed to it. I think that's the thing. At the end of the day, I would rather not have it. But if we have to like choose between having zero trade and having some open trade, like I guess I would choose the open trade. But if you're gonna have open trade, and this is the one thing that like freaks me out is they've been very apparent with DL4 is like, we're not going to have SSF. Like you're going to be able to play the game by yourself and it's great and it's fine. But no, right, I'm back. Official SSF. Uh-oh. Oh, there he is. He's back. Yeah, sorry. Right. You're fine. That sucks that the stream died on you, man. Yeah. I feel for you. It happens all the time. <laughs> it's it's the worst. It's the worst. <laughs> oh, uh, internet. Internet here sucks. But yeah, so if you're going to have so, open trade, you got to have SSF. We're, we're just talking, we were talking about the, the pros and cons a little bit of sure. the debate you guys had. So okay, pro um, I'm right, con yeah, <laughs> no pro both pros I'm right yeah <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, so let's let's get back. Uh, we asked, what were your first impressions on yeah, Diablo yeah. 4? And you cut out right when you started to talk. So start it over for us. What did you think initially as soon as you heard it? Okay. Hold on. Let me get my... If you need time to get set back up, we can keep you up in for a second. I mean, it's going to take like five seconds and... Okay. We're back. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So first impressions of Diablo 4. I liked the start i thought the engine was clean i thought it played really smoothly i thought it had um solid just like the combat felt like i was hitting with it all of that stuff was was really good so overall i was very hopeful um obviously the items were a big issue and we talked about that and they've already addressed that so that was a big like hey. issue that I saw. <laughs> okay, they've addressed it in like <laughs> some manner, right? So it's 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 better in 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 some way, right? There's still more pieces of it that they can talk about, but like from what they said, it was good. Um, it was a good start, at least. So I, I thought that that was something. Obviously, you can tell it's being designed with console in mind and stuff, so it's gonna have some of those like minor faults from the the look and the and the and that it, it seems like. But overall, um, I don't know. What, what I, do you I think? What do you think is wrong with the look? Like, what do you think? You think they're gonna they're gonna tone down the the goriness of it, or what do you mean? I'm I'm curious. What uh, you mean. like the the flash on hit and stuff mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. um the inventory again going back to kind of the look of all of the armor and you know it very much copied the d3 look over there and 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 all that and i don't know to me that just like still has that same sort of yeah feel to it a little bit i just i i, I just don't like it as much i i just feel like it's a little too too constantly too arcade not enough of like this is a game that I'm like existing in. My hero's the only chance for hope in the world or whatever. Hmm. Are you happy with Diablo 2's uh, loot system and inventory management? Do you like it? Or what game What game would you like? I really like the way that they did this. You know, um, as yeah, I mean, I'm curious to go research. I love Diablo 2 for it, but I think uh, PoE is probably a better one considering they have all the like tabs and stuff. And I think that's a way better like stash management diablo 2 stash is pretty att- oh god <laughs> rip number two <laughs> i mean it probably doesn't or, help trying to run a twitch stream plus join yeah a podcast and he's yeah. got he's got to upload his camera speed you know like the upload that he takes just to upload to discord plus his own stream that's a lot it's like you need at least thirty consistent megs, probably. So. He must. He must have uh, Spectrum internet. Yeah, <laughs> he's got to have. He's either got Comcast or Spectrum. True. True. True stories. All right. Um, well, we know what's about to happen. He's going to get dumped, and there'll yeah. be two of me. Sure. So we'll go back to the to the loot thing real, again. Um, I I think I, I really feel like like there is some value to the trading the trading aspect of it. Yeah. Um, cause I can definitely see people wanting to trade. I think the two, the two points that you bring home and I really agree with though, are that it trivializes the boss kill. Like you need to be able to kill the boss. If you want to wear the boss's loot, I get that. 
on the same side, I kind of get like, well, what if I don't really care about killing the boss? I want to speed this or do that. And I can still get the pieces. I don't necessarily have a huge problem with that either. So, right. I don't know. You know, I kind of see, I kind of see both points of view. I do think that there needs to be, I think there, there are some things like, uh, jokingly, he probably didn't get the halo joke, but the halo is, you know, would be a good, a good way to, to give some cosmetic, like, Hey, I've killed Lilith. Okay. That'll be trivial though. People get carried through it, whatever. But I really do like the idea of tagging a found by XYZ on the item. So if like, if, if, you know, fluff's wearing, you know, found by P child loot, I can just be like, look at that shit, boys. Fluff's got all my gear on. But just to play devil's advocate on that same system, like I've killed him, you know, but you know, llama got a better version of the item I wanted from him. And so I'm wearing an item that says picked up by Mr. Llama but I killed him. You know what I mean? Like I did all the work. I just happened to wear an item because I traded for it or something. So it's, yeah. I don't know. At the end of the day, we're back to, did you really kill him? You know, like, oh, did you really grind out all the Paragon yourself? Did you do the right. work? And it's kind of right. the same same boat. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of um, actually having some loot specific only things. <laughs> I, you know, even David Brevik, the maker of Diablo 2, said, oh, There we go. Open trade, no bueno. Hey, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, I think if I had, oh man, it's such a tough decision because I can see both points of view quite a bit. Ah, oh, ah, oh, welcome back. <laughs> Yo, as soon as we switch, Bruh, you are making fluff work tonight. I love it. I, I love apologize. It. This no, is. I hate it's this. It's just the way it goes. Nothing you can do about it, man. It's Nobody's worse. I feel bad for you. Yeah. So uh, now I feel bad for you guys. I'm, I apologize. It's, it sucks. Um, okay. Yeah. So, um, I forget even where I was in the middle of. We're just talking about the loot. We can kind of jump a little bit. We were doing first impressions on D4 a little bit, but yeah, um, you're just talking about how like the particle effects you weren't crazy a fan of. Which again, this is another first for me because I have never heard anyone say anything negative about Diablo 4 graphics. To yeah, so that's that's great to have that feedback. Um, but what talking are, so you, you're talking about the itemization. You're talking about inventory. Yeah. You're talking about the way it looks. Was there anything else yeah. that kind of hit you at first? Um, well, just like inventory that I really like. I think Poe does it really well, right? I think the mm-hmm. Poe inventory itself it still has like items so they have a feel when you get a big bow you you get the feel of the big bow when you you know all of that stuff it seems like items in there fit together a little bit better generally it's not too hard to like move them around um and then the stashes are like really beautiful because you can stack all your currency together stack all your maps together stack all of your whatever div cards and fragments and things for a price, obviously, yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's the one well, part it's a I don't like. Play game though. I don't yeah, think that's I, a fair. You know, right? Yeah, you, you know, that's a separate issue. But the fact that they exist and you can do all that is really nice. And then it's also like shared stash between your characters and stuff, so that's really simple and easy to bounce around. Um, so you know, I think that's a, a pretty ideal system. Let's let's. Uh, this isn't something I even really had planned to talk about, but since we, we just thought about it. What's your view on Diablo 4 being free to play or using a subscription oh, model be. or monetization? <laughs> Let's just talk about that just a little bit. So you are ready. He's like, oh, I got this. <laughs> Takes a sip. Here it comes. Yeah. All right. So the free to play model is the most profitable model that exists out there. And it kind of sucks that it is because 
Um, it's great that it is for all of the people because there's a lot of people out there who cannot afford to pay full price for all of these games. And so I love that free to play does exist and it's a little bit of like, you know, subsidized by the larger whales and things. They like basically pay for the other people to play for it. So I like that about it. I think that makes it great. I love games. You know, I like playing like free to play games like Dota 2 and PoE, right? It's cool. But I don't think we need to fool ourselves into thinking that these models are like not very profitable and these developers are, you know, I feel like the, the developers of free to play games get treated like kings for selling a free to play game, right? It's like, oh, but they're so kind. They made it free to play so everybody can play because they care about everyone. It's like, no, they care about profit and that model is extremely profitable. Yeah. So like, that's why they're doing it, right? It's not because they care about you and want you to play it. It's because that's how they make the most money from it. So I think that like, I don't know, you know, sometimes I, I feel like the idea around that, it gets a little bit like whatever. But so wh what do you want Diablo four to be? They're not going to do free to play. They're I gonna, don't think so either. It's going to be a, it's going to be $60 game, but they're going to try and do best of both worlds. They're going to do a $60 game and also get the free to play <laughs> model of all the MTX and the cosmetic skin mm -hmm. and all that stuff. Yeah. And I think that's a little trash. Um, I agree a little it's, bit. It's a little yeah. jank, to be honest. I, I I don't really love it, but it's the state of the world right now where like you can no longer make a successful game in the eye of shareholders um, that just sells really well. Well, it's funny what you up? bring that up because in one of the calls, one of the shareholders asked, "Is like, do you have any plans to go to like the free to play model? Like Fortnite's been very successful and they've raked in a bunch of money, mm -hmm. basically." Right. Would you guys consider that? And Activision Blizzard was basically like, well, no, we feel like our titles like are worth the price tag and we'll sell yeah. it no matter what. So it's like, yeah. okay. right. So to add yeah, the shastiness. They're going <laughs> to yeah. sell it, but then they're also going right. to add the free to play model right. in, but not free to play. Right. Um, so, you know, and you can say lies, you know, there's, there's games that do really well that are just they sell for the base game and that's it and like they do exist out there but i'm saying for a large company it's just not really seen as a success unless you can continue to monetize it right the fortnites and stuff have kind of set the bar of the gaming industry where it's now like there's so much more profit to be made out there there's a bunch of us nerds who are going to sit at home and who will pay for your game and then also who have money burning a hole in our pocket who are like Oh, well, shoot, I kind of want to look cool as well. And before you could just grind up gear to look cool. And now they're like, yeah, we'll just let you pay $100 and you can look cool. And then when the next release comes out, there's some new thing that you can pay $500 for whatever, right? <laughs> yeah. And like they know that basically they can get extra money out of us. And so getting $60 for a game is kind of like chump change now because you can get thousands of dollars from people and you know, and make them happy to pay it because they're enjoying the game and they want to look cool. And that's a great way to look cool and whatever. Sure. What about so, a subscription like uh, like World of Warcraft? Subscriptions are a dying model, to be honest. Agreed. It just it, like it's mm -hmm. it was great with World of Warcraft. And it was kind of that that first that was like one. I mean, obviously, there was like stuff before that had subscriptions, but that was one of the first big shows of like we're creating a game that's going to continue to add content for us to continue to make content for this game, we need to have a sustainable business model that's going to continue to pay our devs and all of that stuff. 
Yeah. I, I agree what, with you. Let me put a price tag on it. So, like, so let's just assume that Diablo 2, poof, tomorrow, they can get content, like PoE level content every three right. months. What, honestly, like, be honest, what's the amount of money you're willing to throw down on something like that every three months? For Diablo 2? Diablo 2. <sighs> I mean, I don't know if I want it. Like, okay. there's something. Maybe it's a bad example. About. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, no, it, it's, I understand what you're saying. And I think it's a really good example. But the, the point, or the problem I have with it or whatever it is, is with games that are constantly adding content, updating, changing things, blah, 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 whatever. There's like a beauty to just creating a good game and putting it out there and that being the product, you know? When I go back and play Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, when I play Diablo 2, when I play all of these games, like if I go back later and now fire arrows do X more damage and, you know, just like there's a lot of games that I don't, I don't need to have constantly all of this new content. I just love the game for like what it is. And, and it makes it kind of a more solid game because you're building in design choices that are going to last forever as opposed to design choices that are going to last for three months or the, the new flash or the new whatever stuff. So, so you don't, you don't want Diablo Four to be designed as a as a platform. Uh, uh, oh well, it will be like yeah, a live no, service, I guess, is what. Yeah, I'm, I mean, it's definitely going to be like I say. That's kind of every game. It feels like nowadays are designed in that way. Um, I think PUE has shifted though. Like if you look at the last like five to eight leagues, like those are probably going to be leagues forever, other than the ones that like people really didn't like. They'll probably be in the yeah. game. Like you used to just I mean, like burn one and then be, they'd be done with the league after that. But now like they're keeping them. Right. I mean, I kind of take the, and somebody in your chat said it, the classic wow mentality on it, right? Look at World of Warcraft. They kind of like, I don't want to say ruined the game, but like the game kind of crashed over the long run of constantly having to throw so much content onto it and change it up and whatever. And when you compare what classic wow was, and then as you go through each of the expansions and like it's getting better and better and then like it starts to get worse and worse <laughs> and uh, now it's like you can just buy a level 100 character at the start and you know it's like every, whatever sort of stuff and then they released classic wow and their subscription numbers like went crazy high again because everybody was like yeah no this is what we actually just really enjoyed playing mm -hmm. and so yeah. you know it, it you're just constantly having to like change your mind and I, the mentality of having to make it bigger and better and having to do more. And I think it adds I, yeah. power creep. I think it adds just so many things that some of that's nostalgia though. I think, I, I feel like a lot of wow's classic success was nostalgia because wow came out and, and it was this new great. thing and it was this new thing no. and it came out again <laughs> and people played it and they're like, oh, I don't know if this is exactly what I wanted what? it to be. You know, classic I wow's fantastic. No, uh, so it, what, that, what's a terrifying landscape for gaming? Like, let's just, instead of pumping out new content, trying to innovate the space, like, let's just fucking do like classic shit and like have games that are 10 years old, 15 years old in their mechanics because they were great at the time. I'm not <laughs> saying that we should keep remaking and, and reopening classic games. I'm saying let's create a new game that is dope and awesome. But don't and add content. Old game, yeah. And then let the old game <laughs> exist in its, in its state. Fuck. Right? Like, let Diablo 2 exist and then create Diablo 3. Let Diablo 3 exist, create Diablo 4, let Diablo 4. But, you know, you got to, like, create actually good games then. That's the that's the tough part, right? Because if you don't create a good game, and then it's like, 
Yeah, the, the problem with fast. that too is the cadence of the Diablo releases too. Right. I mean, we're talking like twelve years in between titles, so right. we'd have to speed that. If if they're going to make a standalone game, like okay, this is it, what it ships is pretty much the final product. Yeah, then we you know they got to speed that cadence up to like two years, you know, three years. Right? Tops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you would definitely have to pump things out more, or or yeah, just more of them and and make your own kind of. But like, it allows you to. Once again, leave a game that exists that was great in its own way or bad in its own way or whatever. And then like you can have like a new art style and a new world and a new whatever in the like new game. And I think that's something that I kind of like. So it's like COD is what we want. No, COD sucks. They just keep doing the same thing over and over again. <laughs> I think it's a new engine every time. You, know, you can't even tell. You can't tell the difference between the last ten pods. Like, <laughs> no, it's oh a, a dangerous line. I think we, we. I'm saying like the Nintendo model of it, right? Where you've got like, like let's go through the Zeldas, right? Each one mm-hmm. of those is unique in its own way and has like really cool styles. And then you go and jump to like you know, the Super Mario worlds and galaxies and all of that stuff. Like they're each. Yeah. The they're same they're game, in its own contained but, thing. Phenomenal. But the problem is, is, yeah. is okay. So the account, I agree with you. Zelda is one of my favorite franchises of all time and breath of the wild top five game for me, probably. Right. But, um, it, it but think of, think of the cadence between them. So they had the two on N64, they had Ocarina and Majora's well, they Mask. Had, they had two both, on both drop fast. They had two on the game boy. They had the Super Nintendo. Mm-hmm. They had two on the N64, one on the GameCube. Um, Maybe two on... Two, two on two the on Wii. Wii. Yeah. And then the Switch. Right. But it's been... How long? The Switch came out in 17, 18? And now remember. they're working on Breath of the Wild 2. So it's like two years. So it's going to be like three, three to four years probably before the next Zelda game comes out. Oh, that's not a, that long. That's a long time like that. to that's me. With better than Zelda. Diablo, fucking rate. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, but I <laughs> want. I, I guess as a consumer, I want more. I want more faster. And it's like I just feel like nobody's hit POE's done it pretty damn good. But so here we go. We have 86, 87, 91, 93, 93, 98, 99, 2000, pretty good. 2001, 2002, 2002, 2006, 2011, 2012, 2014, 2015, 2016. That's a lot. Breath came out in 16? Yeah. I thought it came out in like uh, but I wonder how, of how many of those, like how many were like hits and how many were like, uh, yeah, like Game they, were games were like, uh, <laughs> yeah. they were all hits. They were all hits. I don't know. I don't know about the Game Boy games. They might have been, you know, we're going to see Zelda, Zelda mobile soon. So don't worry. Sick. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I guess as a consumer, I want content all the time. Like I, I want, right. I want to be fed, you know, I, this is one of the points that I like will concede the most i'm not saying you know i love i also love the idea of games that do produce a lot of content but you know like take i I feel like whenever this happens power creep is always involved take a look at world of warcraft power creep from classic wow to retail wow take a look at path of exile from release to current path of exile where the whole screen blows up all at once right like any time that you add an even diablo 3 from Mm. the start to now it's like the power creep is insane on it because yeah. whenever you add in a new patch, new content, new, whatever, 
You, the you rush of like power is what keeps right. you playing, and it's, exactly. and so they have to keep adding the rush to keep you. And then they ruin the game eventually. System. Yeah, nobody's found the system that they can introduce creep and not. Except, I think they're starting to finally figure some of that out with seasonal things. And I, I think I see some people, and I, I think Diablo Four might actually utilize this by implementing seasons that can give you power and then vanish when the season's over. So that would be think, cool. And I think that's a way that they can hopefully combat that a little bit. But I still think there's going to be power creep because they're going to constantly introduce But that would lives. be the dream, right? So say Diablo 3 had these seasonal themes planned ahead of time and you know, there's a content strategy and eventually you're going to hit like closer and closer to GR150, the cap. And then by that time, like that season before you're able to solo 150, Diablo 4 comes out. You know, like, and then it doesn't really matter anymore. It's like it's it's swan song, like that they just left the game in its form. And you're on to the next one. That would be the dream. Is that you get both. You get a game right. that's good that you can constantly add content to, so you're not like boring anyone. But by the time it reaches the end of its life cycle, where it's like the next balance is going to be a problem, <laughs> when it reaches the yeah. next Diablo. The dream. Yep. Yep. I agree. Um, we deviated so much. Yeah, I have no yes. idea. Well, let's talk about. Uh, let's let's hit Diablo two remaster. What are your thoughts? Since you are the Diablo two player of the group, I think it would be personally phenomenal because i haven't played diablo 2 in like 15 years right. you know so for me it's like oh i get to go back and re-experience this yeah i'm definitely right. curious what do you think? your thoughts on the whole thing though like <laughs> yeah like all of it um yeah so with uh diablo 2 remastered next year is the 20 year anniversary of diablo 2 it is either going to happen next year or not happen at all. That's the first thing I'm just going to say. Sure. Like you are literally either going to do it on the 20 year anniversary or you're not going to do it because then you're already getting into Diablo 4 territory and, and it just doesn't make any sense. Um, so I think that there's a decent chance for it. Now, it's not going to be the classic remaster like we've seen of these other games. And this is going to be the difficult thing is that. One, they've lost the original source files for Diablo 2. Two, the game itself anyways is built on 25 FPS. And that is like the game is actually built on it, right? So Mm -hmm. it is, you can't like improve that without changing the game literally because the way that I teleport, the way that I get hit and block and all that stuff uses breakpoints built on FPS at 25. Um it's also an 800 by 600 screen and game, and it's built around that as well. So that like I can only see monsters out to here, and they can only see me out to there. So there is like a mod called Multi-Res that will increase your your vision to 1080p, but then you can see stuff that's too far away and it can't see you. So it kind of like breaks the game. Mm-hmm. So they literally would have to go in and change the game of Diablo 2. To remaster it. Yeah, so let's say we're going to talk remake versus remaster. If they rebuilt it, would you want a remake? Pick like, you know, point for point, damage for damage. Right. We'll say that they can technically figure out the 24 FPS issues and all that kind of stuff. Or do you want a remake where it's like, hey, we're going to keep the story. We're going to stay true to it. We're going to take some liberties, (laughs) change some things. You know, a remake would probably do better for me because I imagine if it's... or. Yeah, whatever it is. If they just like make the game look prettier, but keep the game in, in its exact same form, I think it would do better for me overall. 
because I would just be like, dope, this is cool. I'm going to play this and people will watch it and it's great. If mm-hmm. they take it into their own hands and like play around with it and now melee is like better and can hit things better and we've re- reworked some skills and things like this, uh, you know, it's like too late to do that almost, right? Like it's 20 years oh, since the game came out. And so we'll go and we'll like try it out and mess around with it and have some fun. But then I imagine like we're all just going to go back to playing Diablo 2 because like we love the classic look and experience and all of that. And Hmm. not like this new, you know, even if it's like a slightly better form of it, like, I don't know, you know, like, would it be worth to, uh, to do all that? I don't, I just don't, I just don't feel like it would be. But so we were fortunate to have Brevik on and even Brevik was like, you know, they're saying I, the stamina bar, like why, why did I ever do yeah. that? And yeah. It's a terrible <laughs> idea. Oh yeah. So like what, like what if it was even the most minor of changes? Like, do you think that, it still wouldn't hit on all cylinders for you. I, I still think it wouldn't. The stamina bar is just a part of, this is one of the things that I'm talking about. Things don't need updates. Mm. The stamina bar is a stupid idea. Sorry, Brevik, <laughs> but it's a terrible <laughs> idea. And it's this horribly just annoying thing that exists for like a couple hours in your game and then never is exist again, unless you get hit by stamina burners and then whatever, right? Like, it's just whatever. It's just this weird thing. But like that is a part of Diablo 2. You know? It's and like leaving Juggernaut. Right. D3. If you, you know? take it out, then you're taking out a piece of D2. And even if it's like a small quality of life improvement to it, it just like, you know, part of a game is, is the flaws of a game as well. That's part of what makes a game really good. And I think that's kind of the... The thing, you know, it's like when you you talk about dating the perfect girl or the, you know, what do you love most about your wife or whatever? It's not the like perfect the perfections about her. It's the the dumb things. She snorts when she laughs, or she has, you know, this like funny mole, and it's kind, of, you know, I like to like laugh at it and stuff. Like whatever, it's it's those sorts of things. <laughs> like that's the things. Diablo two, it's got the dumb stamina. You don't get auto gold pickup when you go run around like those things are like kind of dumb and not the best mechanically and whatever, but I like love Diablo two for all of its little flaws. In addition to all of the amazing things that the game has. So and what so, about a, a straight up Diablo two remake? Everything right. is exactly the same, but somehow they're not adding they new items. They're not doing anything else. They're just adding like more things to do. Mm-hmm. Would that work? Do you think that would be cool? I would love a Diablo two expansion at this point i think i think that would be the best but without new items and new classes just i think you just throw a new act on there okay throw in an act six throw in some cool like end game uh things because that's one of the biggest flaws that diablo 2 has that could be improved is like you get to the end of the game you have your like character you know, maxed out, whatever. And now you go do bail runs, chaos runs, match, fine tool, whatever. Right. It has some like fun things like that, but like more could be there. They could add in, you know, I love the addition of like Uber Diablo or Diablo clone, all of the Ubers and the like portals, like things like that are fun. And so if you just add in like a couple more things like that, add in, you know, a couple more like areas that you could go level in and do some stuff. 
I think that would be great. You don't have to put new items even at the end of it. Just make some like cool hard content for us to go fight and struggle with and and do. I, I think that would be the the best way to do it. That's interesting. So, yep. <laughs> but they could add they could add stuff. They could add items and things. I think those are the things that like could be added. They just have to be careful because you know when you look at like when they when they added one ten. And all of the crazy rune words, and you got Enigma and Grief and all of that stuff, that like definitely changed the game. And it was one of those power creepy ways that it changed the game. And, uh, you know, you, you, I feel like they got to be careful there a little bit. But do you, I, I like that. Do you think, like, poof, DL2 gets beautified and it's the same game? That, right. That, would that game work? Or would it just be to appease that, you know, Seven thousand players that still really actively play the game. <laughs> they they wouldn't be gaining. That? I feel like they wouldn't be really gaining a new audience because there's a lot of mechanics in Diablo 2 that it's not that the graphics that necessarily keep people away. Obviously, that helps a lot. It does help a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but like, um, does it still work? Right. Uh, it, it's definitely tough. Um, Diablo 2 is. Amazing. It's the best RPG made, in my opinion, um, especially for its time period. And when you take in the fact that it's not adding in all this new content all the time and stuff. Um, but it, it, it struggles. Where it struggles is that it doesn't play in the way that a lot of people in today's world like to play, right? The fluffies of the world that always need to have a leaderboard competition and always got to be whatever, right? It plays more in like, and don't care about campaigns and stuff, right? Diablo 4 or Diablo 2 plays really in this way of like someone who just appreciates playing through a really good story, really being immersed in the game, and then kind of like gets to the end of it and then like is going to just go and you know you, you just kind of like mess around at the end it's like the world is your oyster you just kind of go do what you want you jump over you create a new character i mean i've beaten this game thousands and thousands of times and i love it every single time because it's just like a fun experience to go through so but i don't think that plays like a lot of people like to play today i think a lot of people like to be stronger they like to be the god character they like to be the person who can go in and just mop up and destroy the world who always has to be getting stronger who always has to be whatever right like i feel like that is a lot of the the world today is like need faster bigger flashier brighter whatever and diablo 2 is not that diablo 2 is imbalanced there's, you know, characters suck at certain parts and are good at other parts. And you get a character that goes and, you know, like a barbarian who's trying to like whack his way through act three and is getting surrounded. And he's like terrible. And there's no way to make him better. There's literally nothing you can do where it's like, oh, if I just get this one item, then I'll be able to like have good map clear and move really quickly. And no, like it's a slow process. You're just going to slowly whack your way through there. But that's the game. And that's like kind of the fun of it is things aren't balanced and nobody really cares. It doesn't have to be balanced because there's not a leaderboard that everybody needs to be balanced to compete, to be the number one on the leaderboard mm-hmm. sort of thing. It's just like, yeah, we're, I'm just playing my, my barbarian and having fun. And so I feel like that's kind of a difference between today's games and the previous games is like today's games. There's a lot of competitive nature added to it in a, in a different way. They're not like dueling, but like competitive nature of like, 
got to be strongest. Everything has to be balanced. Every class needs to have, you know, whatever. And so, you know, you go to like POE or D3 or whatever it is. And anytime a character is a little worse, people like abandon it in a way. And it's like, well, I can't get to the, you know, highest GR there. I can't do whatever here. And so, you know. But we already know DL4 is going to have a PVP. And it's like they're going to separate that. So we know that like there has to be balance. There has to be a balance, but you balance it in different ways. You know, it's, it's kind of a rock, paper, scissors balance. And I think that's the way that you got to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, paper beats rock, beats scissors, beat paper. Is that how you would do it? So safe, you know, poof, you're in charge. Would you keep, I, oh, let's go. <laughs> would you keep like PVP and PVE like in the same? Yeah. Okay. So PVP forces PVE balance. You know why Diablo 3 can never have dueling? Because my character does 500 million damage, your character does 500 billion damage, and P-Child's character does 500 trillion damage. How do you balance that? You literally can't. There's no way that we could ever have any sort of dueling whatsoever. When you look at PoE, why does PoE dueling suck? One, you have that same sort of thing where my character does 2 million damage, yours just 25 million damage, 30 million damage. So already you get those sorts of discrepancies. But additionally, the speed at which everything is moving is so fast, there's no like interaction. I push my button and the whole screen blows up. You push your button, the whole screen blows up. So it's whoever pushes their button first. You know, there's no like, you you can't have it at the speed and the the craziness that games are today. Mm -hmm. And that's the beauty of D2 is like stuff was slower and so you could actually fight, you could actually move, you could actually interact, you could actually do stuff, whatever. And, uh, and so PvP was like a lot better there. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what they're going to have to do in D4 if they want to have good PvP, is they're going to have to make it so that I can dodge the thing that you shoot at me and move around and then make my own action and you can do the same. And our damages are at least going to be within a reasonable amount i do 10k you do 15k okay that's totally fine not 500 trillion to 50 million you know like and so that we can actually have reasonable amounts so it's like i can take a hit you can take a hit we can each take a hit a couple times and then okay this person wins right so what do you think about the argument of like so say you have to balance every item you add to the game around pvp well, obviously, you slow the pace of content that you can release to PvE. So, what do you think about like that group of players that is essentially like they don't care about PvP at all, but they have to wait on content because it has to all be balanced. Make them wait. Who cares? Get, get a bigger, bigger <laughs> get a bigger team to balance it better. I don't know. Like, what if, what if you completely separated it? So, like, what what if you had like. Y- Let's say that you're in the PvP world. You're out Diablo 4, you're in that open share world. We're out in the share right. world. We're fighting monsters. Everything's good. Yeah. I come up and I attack you. And instantly, like, wow, even had a system like this at one point. They might still, I'm not sure. Where it just normalizes my damage and normalizes your damage. So they can balance my fireball against you and your, you know, whatever, Death Nova against me or whatever you're going to cast on me. Mm-hmm. But in, in PvE, it still does its thing. In PvP, it's a different balancing i mean i think there's definitely a way to i i i feel like you should just design the game better so you don't need to do that but obviously they could like normalize it some but it it does open the question up still of like 
how much are you having to bring values down or in or together? Like, what does that all look like? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I feel like you're creating a, a problem that just shouldn't exist with a well-balanced and well-designed game. Mm-hmm. You know, like if the, if the game is just well-designed, then to, my, you my, need to do that stuff. The only fear I have against that is I would hate for uh, the creativity of PVE mm-hmm. to be tempered by like, well, there's yeah, no way we can make that really. work yeah. in PVP. Like, right. There's no way we can make this skill work, even sure. though it's the most awesome looking cool skill ever in PVE. Like, right. That's, that's the only thing that I'm like, man, I hope. Well, I mean, like, once again, if it's designed well, I think that it could work well in PVE and work in PVP, or maybe not even work in PVP. Let's say it's something like, let's go to PoE and let's say I have like an essence drain trickster, right? And for those who don't know, like Essence Drain and Contagion, basically I cast Contagion, I shoot my Essence Drain at a monster. When that dies, like it spreads. And so it spreads through all of the monsters, right? Maybe that just sucks in PvP because that's a skill that's used for PvE. Sure. So that character is just not a dueling character because it's a good character for clearing a lot of monsters. It's a good skill for clearing a lot of that stuff. But in PvP, like blight is the skill of choice that's going to be a lot better for me there and so yeah i can run around and cast contagion on them and things like this but like it's just not going to be like as strong of a pvp skill because it's more of a pve skill i think it's totally fair to have skills that are better in one area and better than the other and then if a skill is so good that it is n- dominating in pve and would be too pv too op in pvp then the skill's too strong in general it needs to be nerfed mm-hmm. Man, I honestly like it, you have to let us know when you try Lost Ark because I would love to have you back on because I honestly yeah. think it will like completely, yeah, like it, revamp some of your your own thinking right. and you'll probably have a lot to say about it. All right, it, I will definitely go try it. It's it's the, the PvP. Oh my god, but we we don't get to play because we're like our latency is just like too bad because it's connected right. to Russia or Korea. Yeah. But like to watch them play it, like the pros, Korean players, like do a tournament. In Lost yeah. Ark, it's like, oh my god, that looks so fucking good. Yeah, it's 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 a different take on combat, and and like I said, we've talked about it like every podcast since we both started playing it. Fluff played it first, and then when it hit Russia, he talked me into trying it out. Yeah, and it really drastically changed my viewpoint on the way combat can work in an ARPG. It is so drastically different from anything I had ever played, and it works so well. And it's not crazy fast paced, and it's not like it's it's just different and so yeah the pacing yeah. is the most important thing yeah yeah it, it's that's, definitely a slower pace and that's the thing that you lose in d3 and poe oh, yeah. and kind of yeah. the current style you can't have a duel when you're moving that fast there's just yeah. literally no way you and have. that's the way lost dark works but it still does it in a way that's super fun like it's so engaging and so fun to play and um but i i think that was kind of when i played the d4 demo Mm-hmm. I think I was kind of like secretly inside hoping. I was like, oh, I hope this plays like Lost Ark a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then it played a lot like D3. And I'm like, uh, like not that it felt bad. I was just like, man, I feel like they missed some opportunities. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to have to go watch some combat play from Lost Ark. To jump back into D4, though, because this is yeah. the one thing I really was curious about and wanted to have you on for. I think, you know, your videos, if you guys haven't checked them out, you should for Diablo 4 are great. The one. We were talking about Diablo 4 itemization 2.0. I think you mm-hmm. were one of the few people, like maybe one of two, that had like really good things to say about it. And I'm curious yeah. what like so 
what's the rationalization behind those good things for, for people that don't know? Sure. So the first thing that I really love about Diablo 4 2.0 itemization update is they're getting rid of the ancient and the legend, yep. whatever, right? Just the primal, whatever crap. Once again, we talked about it before, it's just lazy. It's just yeah. a lazy stat stick upgrade. Sure. And they, you know, they were trying it. And the fact that they're going to get rid of it, great. They're listening. Okay. The second thing I really like is I love the idea and it's going to require some balancing, of course, and it's going to require some good implementation. You can obviously mess this up, but I love the idea of the demonic, whatever, angelic, whatever, three spiritual powers. Assuming it's not purely item based and that you can get these powers from some sort of personal stats that you get from leveling up from some sort of thing that if you make a decision in a a talent tree or a skill tree or something, if you make a decision working your way down, like this one will also give you six demonic power or whatever, right? Like if you can unlock it in different ways, I think it's a beautiful way to add stats into the game without adding stats into the game because stats are kind of boring uh, in in a lot of games, right? They just kind of become, and not all games, I think Grim Dawn does it decently well. But, you know, I feel like overall stats, if you're going to do whatever requirements for, for gear, it's okay. And I look at like Diablo 2, obviously, it's like have enough strength and dex for your gear, max out vitality, unless you're going like max block energy shield, whatever. So overall, I feel like it's a it's a creative way to add in limits on items that make you make these decisions, right? Do you want to use a maul on a sorceress? And I'm using like Diablo 2 again. Sure. Do you want to use a maul on a sorceress? Well, it's going to take 220 strength. Either you're going to invest that in your character, you're going to wear items that give you a lot of strength, you're going to have charms that give you a lot of strength, you're going to do something to wear that maul. You're going to make sacrifices to have this mauled sorceress, right? But in this new game, they're not doing it with strength or whatever. They're doing it with, like, demonic power. And so you can wear the maul as the sorceress, but you're not going to get all the stats from it. And unless you're building this demonic whatever kind of character to use all the stats on that maul, you're not going to get them all. And so it's this cool, like, I don't know, it, it, it gives a good itemization, like sacrifice play sort of thing where you're having to make decisions of like, oh, I found this rare item that gives plus to 20 angelic power. <coughs> Even though it's not quite as good in, in its stats, that's going to allow me to get this cool stat from these boots. And so you can like do that and get that stuff. And it just gives you like item items to play with, essentially. Do you think if it is locked to gear, then it basically plays just like sets? Yes, and that's yeah. the problem if you just lock it to gear is you suddenly just create sets out of non-sets, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I, I think having it be talent choices and skill choices a lot. Some other ways. It has yeah, to other be some ways other ways. Than gear. Yeah, yeah. That was my, my initial reaction was, was that they were making sets out of non-sets. Yeah. Like you're going to mm-hmm. have to have this this item so right the other uh, thing they didn't like openly say but was kind of evident for me having played the demo was so like they got rid of ancients which is fantastic Uh, right they did say like we're adding more affixes like across the board so like legendaries will have more affixes just like rares will have more affixes and on Mm -hmm. the demo legendaries rolled higher uh so you've kind of recreated 
the ancient chase. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So they have they have to <clears throat> fix they need to remove legendaries from having the same affix pool as rares. Legendaries should should have their own affix pool or not even a pool, but rather their own unique, like a unique in D2. They need to have something that makes them a different item. Because if a legendary is just a better rare, then it just becomes yeah. a better rare. And then right. if you can roll the legendary steal it and put it on a rare, then a rare with a stolen thing just becomes a better legendary. And so you're, you're in that same sort of boat. And this is the whole thing that I've talked about before in itemization, which is every item needs to have a pro and a con. Mm-hmm. It needs to have something that like, it can roll the highest of this affix, but it's limited to the number of affixes. It can roll these kind of affixes, but it can't roll these kinds. Like you need to have, give and take on every kind of item. So that way you, you kind of have to make decisions across them. So I'm sure you're like me and you see like stats, some of the stats we've seen, uh, we see crit multi on mm-hmm. it. Like what are, what are your hey, thoughts? <laughs> when they remove crit multi, it'll be the best day of my life. Like, <laughs> well, I think that's the most fascinating thing. I, I've said it like week after week for the past, like four or five podcasts, but like, you know, it's, it's weird that, Basically, every Diablo 3 streamer, no one wants Diablo 3 itemization. But yet we right, see, yeah. you know, you, one of the, or it, the top Diablo 2 streamer, still say, you know what? Like, if I had to pick at the end of the day, I would like Diablo 2 itemization in D4, like, yeah. okay. over its yeah. current system. So, like, totally. to, that's that says something in and of itself, which is just, like, that's crazy to me. Because, <laughs> like, if you it's can still want to play it. Itemization. Yeah. And, like, this is... You know, and, I, and I'll talk down on D2 itemization a little bit. Like I said, the rune words that got added in, the grief and enigma and stuff, kind of broke some things, and that kind of sucks, you know? I would happily go back and remove some of those to improve the game. Is there you any, know, that's just like... Yeah. Is there anything else you would do or, like, add to Diablo 2 itemization or alter in some way that would make, say, D4 takes that instead? Uh, crafting could be better. Mm-hmm. D two crafting c- kind of sucks. It's a little little rough. Poe crafting is so is good. a really good system. Yeah. It's so good, but it does have some power creep worries that you have sure. to be concerned about. But <laughs> overall, like crafting is is bad in D two, and op rune words are bad in D two. If you get rid of those two things uh, or change, you know that stuff, uh, I think you have a a, a perfect itemization for D four. Would you have multi mod if you had Poe crafting? Multi-mod? Yeah. What do you mean? Okay, so multi-mod is like basically the ability to pick, like they're, you know, how you can craft affixes onto items in PoE. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It basically lets you like fill up the items, prefixes and suffixes with crafted, obviously crafting is lower than what you could get natively, but right. you think that that would be too strong or that that still works? Because you're basically yeah. essentially making it exactly how you want it. It's right. Just a little nah. bit not as good. Okay. No, nah, I think that that's, you know, it's all good. I'd have to see it in practice, you know. You haven't really... multi-modded yet this league, bro? What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Keep dying. <laughs> so, um, let, yeah, let's hit ahead. POE real quick, I guess. Let, let's talk about this, the league. So, is uh, Awakener got killed, yep. right? Correct. Okay. Yep. Second and place, then... I believe, was taken to, I don't know, I think it's like first five, six, okay. seven, something like that. Eight. I don't know. There's a lot of. When did? How long ago did this happen? Do you guys know exactly? Three days ago. 
Awakening. So it took it took a little bit for people to kill him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it took a little while. I mean, it's a hard league. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Uh, how how did the league go for you, Mama? Do you like it? Is it fun? Do you have a good time? Yeah, I mean, so here's the like good and the bad of the league. The good is that they've added in HP and and stuff to extend these like boss fights and things like that. So the game is harder in the way that it it's 15 plus now. Oh, okay. Damn, 15th Awakening to kill. All right, well, all of them are taken. Um, so it is fun in that you have all of that. But it also kind of brings up the issue with POE a little bit. It kind of like exposes it a little bit more, which is <clears throat> because you're existing in these fights longer, like you're having to like have a a character that's more focused on just like pure HP Mm -hmm. kind of, or your character is just dead because the game is built around one shots. Sure. And before when you would one shot everything and, and bosses fights were, were over so fast, it was like, you could focus more on like higher damage and builds that were more like whatever and things like that. But now it's like, no matter what character you have, you're still going to have to like exist in the fight for a certain amount of time. And if your character's not built with like high survivability in mind, they're just dead instantly. And even then they still might be dead instantly. Sure. So it kind of exposes the like unfortunate part, which is I feel like you, you're stuck building a character that is just like super survivability and stays away. And, you know, like summoners are really good. Obviously this Mm -hmm. league, any character that, you know, chaos from a trickster isn't bad, but even he's low class cannon really, you know, the thick juggernaut, like anything that is just building pure HP, grabbing every life node possible, all of this stuff mm-hmm. is like the only real way to kind of go with it. Otherwise, right. It just, you know, it just feels like your character is dead because there's just, there's just too many, um, ways to yeah. to die was so, like i was practicing many- this league and like going through all the boss fights naked just to like master the mechanics i was like so disappointed with how good some of the boss fights are but you just would never ever fucking know because you yeah. just fly through the campaign and kill it in like one shot right so yeah how many rips have you had this season mama two fluff where are you at two but two i gave two. up <laughs> 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 that's fun i want to play metamorph that's the that was the worst thing to me is just like the only thing that was killing me is metamorph and i want to i want to play metamorph and like what oh, the I best thing for me to do would be just to make so another strong. character and skip metamorph and just like yep. go for the bosses but i want to play metamorph so eventually that's what made me not play anymore it's too rippy yeah yeah you guys want to jump into some twitter questions do it Let's yeah do it so if you guys are new to the the podcast, we do a Twitter question section every episode. If you guys want to submit your Twitter questions, you can hit up myself at the peach out or Lord Fluffy at underscore underscore or Lord underscore underscore Fluffy um, or join our discords. Um, the first question mm-hmm. that we have this week comes from Turbinia. He says, uh, what's your New Year's resolution? says mine is 1080 i have no idea what the 1080 means is that a reference that any of you guys know Mm-mm. he wants to play 1080 snowboarding on the n64 mm-hmm. maybe it's or he's getting a 1080p monitor in 2019 there's maybe. like a yeah, bill in new zealand that 
is about 1080. I don't know if that's what he's talking about. But. 1080 Ti. I don't know uh, what he's after. Yeah. But what's <laughs> what's your New Year's resolution, guys? Do you have one? Do you play that game? Uh, uh, yeah. Sure. Okay. Let's hear it. Uh, just you know, maintain my status as the face of Diablo. Um, with no one really to challenge me, I think is. Oh, okay, so llamas is to take. <laughs> okay, okay, I see. Okay, so mine is to continue being the face of Diablo. <laughs> and uh, I, I would, I would say, getting back to a more balanced um, stream life and and uh, having a little bit of that. Like since Diablo Four release, I've been going really hard, and I've been I've made myself sick from it like multiple times, uh, and so getting getting back into like a little bit more of like set yeah where it's like okay i'm gonna go work out on this day i'm gonna do this and i'm not gonna stream this day and doing some of that stuff rather than just like all right let's just stream 21 days in a row and just like any free hour go crazy making a youtube video for this and that and whatever so i agree it's gonna be i agree uh, with that mine's mine's similar i'm gonna spend more time with the fam i think i've devoted a lot the last couple years to streaming and content creation and i think i need to just been, let's focus a little bit more on those guys. Yeah. Um, Demonic Grizz says, excluding Diablo and Halo, Fluff, what is your favorite video game and why? I mean, excluding Diablo or Halo. Yeah, PUE. Like, PUE? Yeah, next, of course. Okay. Wow. PUE is probably my favorite game Lama? right now, period. Hmm. Oh, there's too many. Um, they're honestly 20 years old. I'm, I'm thinking too. I'm thinking too, to be honest with you. <laughs> like, if I'm going console, I'm going probably Breath of the Wild. Okay. That game was just so Solid choice. That's too I new. Loved it. I don't understand. I love it. It is. <laughs> if I'm going like old school, I'm probably going like StarCraft, Brood War. Okay. Um, he still has SC in the name. You got to kind of pick it, right? Yeah. Right, exactly. You know, but like, there's so many games that I just really loved growing up. Yeah. That okay. I, 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 I'd have trouble choosing, but those are two that I can think of like a new one and an old one or a console on a PC. Um, I still have more time in world of Warcraft than any other game in the history of games. So nice. we all, know. I, I don't know if, it, I don't know if I would still play it today though. Like I, I even, you know, hit max level in classic and did all the classic stuff. And yeah, I, you know, it's just a different time period now. Um, but I, I'd say I'd have to go with wow. This kind of hurts a little to say that. <laughs> um, Onion said, uh, "Would you want D four solely based on universal legendaries? Example: increased projectile speed, or more specific legendaries, which would go more in depth on um, how class skills function, thus more class fantasy." So, did you guys catch that, or do you need? Yeah, me to- I get what he's saying. Um, you know, I don't mind if like, I, I think both, but I think you need to focus more on <sighs> I, to me, like, and once again, I'm a little D2 biased and people are like, you just want D2 completely. And it's like, no, I don't. But with items, I really love a lot of things with Diablo two items. So, you know, one of the best examples I like to bring up with like Diablo 2 is uniques are unique, right? Their affixes are just like unique to them exactly. And so you look at an item that has like like an amulet, cat's eye amulet has like faster run walk on it and stuff. You can't get fast run walk on an amulet anywhere else 
except Cat's Eye Amulet. So that's kind of like a cool, like, and that's more universal, but it's like an affix that's only going to exist there. Or you get cool items like, you know, a uh, Wolf Howl Helm or something that has, you know, just like ability to transform and stuff on it. So it they're just like, to me, legendary should be more items that can transform, but not always in a specific way, like your sorceress gains two additional fireballs for her hydras, right? Like that's like boring. It's like, make it some cool thing where it's like, your character can turn into a wolf. Or your, you know, character like now has, can run faster and, and whatever in a way that you wouldn't be able to get on this helm. So you can make a faster run walk character. I don't know. Like, yeah. I like when they're more like fun and in, in different ways like that rather than just more, you know, Generic whatever class for, based, yeah or, generic yeah. class base this skill is better now this skill is better this is whatever yeah. right like i agree with that I, I want more class changing skills yeah yeah i mean to me it's uh, you, you want to have that easy to get into style of gameplay so if you like make a skill that's just like it sucks unless you get item x or it's it's just unplayable until you've increased your attack speed by 75 percent or whatever mm-hmm. you know i don't necessarily love that um, I don't mind it because you know I'm someone that can play a ton of time, but I know like the majority of people probably right. won't cater to it. So I don't know. I build enabling legendaries. I'm not crazy about you know in SSF. There's so many there's so many builds in PUE, but like you're just locked. You can't do them because you'll never get the uniques you need for them. Right. Um. So, but that's it's cool yeah. though how a lot of those exist. And like sure. I'd love if, like let's say there was a staff that existed that was like. 100 to strength, 100 to dexterity, 100 to int, 100 to whatever, right? Like Vita or something. And that's like all the staff had on it. And it's literally like stat stick is the name of it, (laughs) you know? But it's like this dumb, stupid staff. But you could create like a couple cool, like maybe totem builds or some other builds out of it. And it would take all of the need to like get stats off of other gear away but then you have to carry around this like dumb staff. So it like only exists for a couple kinds of builds and it's just kind of like a fun, like interesting, you know, something like that is like fun to me. Sure. So I love like when items get, have interesting things. POE has also got that one, like, I think it's a helmet that's like, you can't be ignited, but you can do this or you can't ignite. Whenever you ignite, you shock. Whenever you shock, you chill. Whenever you chill, you ignite whatever it is. And so it like changes up how all of your like elemental ailments affect things and stuff. Like mm-hmm. those sorts of things are cool. Um, three dragons. Yeah. Just like weird stuff like that. Those are the best legendaries or uniques in the game. In my opinion is ones that you could make a whole build around in some weird sort of way, but they have like cons on them as well. And so it's a pros and cons and you got to change it up and kiss of death. Right. Yeah. Like you gotta, it's, it's, that's fun to me is like that sort of stuff. Not like I said, plus two to fireball in, you know, you shoot two more fireballs now. Okay. I mean, Hmm. sure. But like, didn't see that in Diablo four. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So, yeah. Uh, Zombie Wolf said, what's your favorite time period in video gaming? Uh, example, like Renaissance era, futuristic, prehistoric, uh, medieval. Like what, what's your favorite um, 
20 years period. ago. Not, I don't think, <laughs> yeah, not, uh, not what's your favorite gaming, but yeah, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, Fluff, you, do you have something to mind already? I got to think about it for a second. I'm not. I'm medieval, 100. Yeah. percent Medieval, and I don't really like play a lot of medieval games. I honestly play more like StarCraft and Diablo, and you know whatever. Which like, not exactly that medieval thing, but like when if I I just love watching like Age of Empires or something like that. Just like marching dudes around, having your walls and your catapults and stuff. That's like one of the coolest environments. Me, I don't play enough games like that. Mm. To be honest, I wish it was more, but that's I'm, the coolest time period. I'm a little torn. So, like, if I'm playing an ARPG or an MMO, definitely like medieval. You know that that genre. I think it fits the. It just fits better. But if I'm playing like a shooter, like I want like a million years in the future, and like I want some like crazy yeah. shit that we never would think about, and. Like I hate like cause like oh let's let's recreate World War Two in our video game it's just like ugh I mean, <laughs> thanks yeah See, I'd rather do medieval though there like run around and have my like archer like have my bow and arrow and crossbow and stuff. like <laughs> like I just love that some shit I think I love that time period especially for games like that because everything is not OP <laughs> when you go to the future you can have like insta kill lasers and stuff but when you go to the past it's like if you have to shoot an arrow. Like there's no game where you shoot the arrow and it instantly is in your opponent's like body and you know it's like it has an arch to it and like whatever and you like have to swing at you yeah. know to me the old older time and like the, Fortnite the bullet drop yeah slow thing down <laughs> oh gosh yeah, yeah. I, I I had to say medieval a little bit too but I definitely like my futuristic fantasy and I think that's why what drags me to the Star Wars universe so much and I'm not going to talk about it so don't worry if you haven't seen anything cyberpunk but like yeah <laughs> like the, the the Star Wars era is really cool because you're like a knight with the lightsaber running around but there's still yeah. some futuristic ish to it and I think I don't know plus you got the um, force you can like force push and yeah it's just it's cool. just stuff like that so um, yeah you know uh, Stark for Machines says, "What are your biggest IRL goals for 2020?" Kind of similar to the first question, but we can hit. Is it the same as your resolution, or what are your goals for 2020? Hmm. I would uh, say, oh yeah, you go ahead. Twitch you Twitch streamer awards on mine. I think I'm going to be up there with Doc and Shroud next yeah, year. Totes, you know? nice. Congrats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mine's to not be on the Twitch streamer awards, to be honest. <laughs> Straight up, I'm not kidding. <laughs> not that I think I would, but like, you know, to go with that like balance and everything like that. This is mm. something that I've definitely noticed with the with Path of Exile and playing in this new league and all of this stuff is like, I don't feel like I want to keep up with with some of the big dogs in this. I kind of like being somebody who can stream for like four or five hours and, 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 and at the, at night and call it good. And, and that be that as opposed to being like, well, new league. So I got to go 20 hours every <laughs> single day for the next two weeks. You know, like, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't ever want to be that person. Mm. How many hours did you go on the league start fluff? 30? Uh, I think I only had 22 hour stream at the first day, oh. but then I had a 17 you- and then a, yeah, I skipped the first day. I did you three soft, hours man. the second day, and then I did like six hours the third day, and I was like happy chilling through it. <laughs> but you know, it's like <laughs> I'm never gonna like I'm 
I can't keep up with them. And I love that like people do it, you know, it's, it's cool and it's fun to watch and you get to like see I, people like advance through content like crazy, but I did one 24 hour stream ever. And I think it was like, I regretted it for the rest of my life, man. It was, uh, they hurt, I, man. I, I was so miserable at the, like the last two or three hours. I was like, this is miserable. Bro, you know, when Diablo four comes out, I'm, it's going to be at least 40 hours for me. Probably. I'm, I'm yeah, I'll probably do one when Diablo four comes out too, but that's, that's a little different when you're, I don't know, man, super hype. But I, I tell you what, it was like, people are like, when are you going to do your next one? I'm like, never. It was instant <laughs> for me. The answer was never. I'm like, probably never. You know, I'll do 20, I'll do 17 all day. Like, that's fine because I can get a little sleep. But yeah, I got a resolution for you. You ready? Okay. That's for me? me? For Lama. For me. <clears throat> for you. Okay. Let's hear it. Get invited to BlizzCon. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I I'm thought these were that. realistic goals. He says, what oh, are your biggest? Yeah. I'm going to add realistic goals for 2020 <laughs> in there. That's uh, already checked off there. We're good there. <laughs> yeah, we're good. Yeah. Um, it's the 20-year anniversary of D2. Come on. That's an amazing goal. You know, somebody can, uh, you know, th throw this man a bone, please. <laughs> Jeff Norris says, um, why doesn't Mr. Llama speed run D3? Oh, God. I think the whole yeah, first hour of the podcast you explains that pretty why? well. Why? The whole thing. Um, it's not a great game for speed running, to be honest, just because there's not a lot of thought into the campaign and, and, and that piece of it. I feel like, you know, that it's kind of meant to be rushed through. Additionally, I, I dislike the like auto scaling of areas to your level and things like that. And so it, it just the way it plays through, it just feels like it's not a game that I, I mean, I've played it. And I just didn't, I just didn't enjoy it enough. Where I was like, "Yeah, I want to speedrun this." There's some people who do. I think Diablo Two is a better game to speedrun personally. Mm. I think it has more interesting mechanics for speedrunning and stuff. Mm. But there maybe one day I'll do a D1, D2, D3 speedrun back to back to back, and we'll have to actually speedrun through it a little bit. Shit. Would you practice for the D3, or would you just be like, "It is what I get. My first <laughs> run is what I get." I feel like yeah. I have to practice it one or two times. <laughs> <laughs> just to make it somewhat okay you could do yeah. a, a lord fluffy like you did with the ziz thing yeah I'll do a lord fluffy boot camp <laughs> there you go um stretch 3281 says is and i don't know if i'm gonna pronounce this right is ole the right manager for manchester united are you a soccer guy sports you're a sports ball uh not i mean i i'm not a huge that's a you're looking up smiling like, yeah <laughs> no like i like sports you know okay, yeah, me too, a little bit. yeah I'm, i've got some sports um i i have no answer for that though okay. I, I, don't, I don't keep up with manu enough to like okay. i don't even know what he's saying manager, i don't watch soccer so new manager or, or like football thoughts or sorry. sorry guys don't i have a manu jersey but that i don't keep up with it enough it's more just like i have it like I assume that that question was for you because, like, what? Why would you ask us that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was for me, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> um, Cole Smash says, How long until Fluffy can order some bacon off the seniors' menu? Okay, Fluff had his birthday a couple okay. days ago. That's, okay, all right, I had 22. to throw that one on there. Age 22. 22. Uh oh, so nice. soon. The answer is really soon. Terrible. Uh, Paolo F says, Lama, do you feel like new games should have that speed running niche emerge? Niche. Niche. It should have them emerge. I mean, the game has to be built well enough to be speed ran, essentially. 
Like, think, I, yeah, I think he's asking just, do you like that if newer games have it in there? Maybe yeah. it should be designed with that in mind. Maybe I don't know. I think it's really cool if you have the idea like POE introduces like racing and something. Mm-hmm. I think that's definitely cool. I think one of the problems that limits a lot of speed running for newer games is that they're online only. And when you're at the mercy of crappy servers, it ruins a lot of speed running, to be honest. You know, like let's say you're doing a hardcore speed run on POE and you get a server lag and then your character dies. Cool. Do I ever want to speed run that game again? No. <laughs> like, so uh, now I'm, you know, now I'm doing solo, but then I still run into issues and like, you know, if, even if it's softcore, it could still ruin my speed run because the servers are going down for maintenance or this is happening or that's happening. Yeah. So online only is really why you don't see a lot of newer games get speed running as much mm. and why a lot of people speed run games like Zelda and Mario and, you know, yeah. and offline, local, that has an offline yeah. local, exactly. Cause then you yeah. can actually like do stuff. Yeah. And then also you, you can find more fun things about it. And then the game's also not constantly updating because once again, that's another thing that can ruin speed running. Let's say you go and, speedrun and then now there's suddenly a big update to the game and the power creep and all all right well now all the stuff that you had before isn't as you know like it's invalidates a lot of your work yeah yeah yeah. exactly it invalidates a lot of your work and things like that and so you know does that record that i just ran only count for the three-month period that it existed and now with new content it's invalid or is it set in stone forever as fast as of that time i don't know I think so there's I a think, difference between speedrunning and, and racing too. Yeah, exactly. those, those are those are two different things. And so I think racing fits. I think better. racing is is really awesome for games to design that with intent. But yeah. speedrunning, I think, is something that seems to happen in games naturally. It just is like it just becomes a thing that wasn't ever intended. And I think that's what makes it so cool. Mm-hmm. So, um, dirty. Uh, we got two more questions, guys. Dirty says, going with the Star Wars theme. If you were a Jedi. What color lightsaber saber would you carry? Purple. Mm, that's a good choice. I just love the look of the purple saber. You know, yeah, I would so do purple as well. What? I, I would do red if if I had the choice. But assuming that I'm good, he said Jedi. Yeah, Seth. You can still go red. There's, you know, you might get a red frowned on by the other Jedi, okay. but you can still I would go red. I would definitely pimp red then. hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. Nah, if you're red, you're evil. You can't be red. No red. Yeah. Fuck you too, fluff red. Fuck the standardization, you know. No. <laughs> I don't know. I like the Mace Windu look. Yeah, it's just dope. Yeah. But the red, like, I gotta admit, Kylo Ren saber is pretty sick. Yeah, even yeah. though it doesn't make a ton of sense. Yeah, and, uh, you know, it still looks pretty cool. If, and if that, you if you look at the lore for Mace Windu's purple saber, he's the only one that has it. And the lore is is that he's supposed to. Uh, it's because he's mixed a blue and a red. Like he, he's supposed to have embraced the dark side a little bit. So you can research that if you want. BS. Um, just because Samuel Jackson was like, I want purple. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But they had to make up some kind of lore for it. You know They're like, mean? all right, uh, he makes the blue <laughs> yeah. and red. All right. Or whatever it is. Um, all right. This is the most important question, Mr. Lama. This is and let me a ask super you, right can I ask it? Let me Only ask if you it. ask it correctly. No, I'm asking Just, it. It's three words, it, Fluff. Bro? It's three words. Bro. I'm asking. It's three words. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. You have to choose no, one. No, Fluff, you're, you're already on. setting it up wrong. Ask it right. Come on. Okay, go ahead. Ask it if right. You, no, I'm going to ask it the way it's meant to be asked, okay? Okay, uh, no, hold on. I'm going to ask then because he's going to screw up the record. Bacon or sausage? 
Uh, you know, it depends for me. Just like on a straight up, if I'm just like thinking of like my normal breakfast bacon or sausage I get from a place, I'm picking the bacon. If I'm picking like a dope German sausage, I'm picking the sausage 100%. You know, like a quality sausage is better, but I feel like there's a, you got to go and like get a really good sausage somewhere to get that. It's easier to just get some bacon. So is that a, I don't even know if that's the answer. That's like a both. Well, it just depends. Like I said, okay. Sausage. If I can pick the best of each bacon, if I'm picking the one that's generically just being picked. I mean, that sounds like a sausage answer to me. That sounds like a bacon. If I'm being honest. Yeah, I, I'm gonna throw it to bacon because I think that fits the question. <laughs> yeah. That fits the question better for like I'm imagining yes. it's bacon. I'm frying up my morning stuff. I'm going yes, to- you are my man. I so appreciate 95% that. Ninety-five percent of the time, I grab the bacon. Every guest I'm ever, every guest ever has about. picked bacon. Right, so are we done? The streak alive. Any more questions? No, <laughs> that's <here>? it. Healthy. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, man. Uh, Mr. Lama, thanks for coming on and doing this. I know, um, you know, you were you were streaming tonight. You took time out of that to come over and do sorry the podcast. Sorry for the internet drops. I sorry for your for your loss. You know, it sucks <laughs> that it dropped out. Um, go ahead and shout out everybody where they can find you. Tell us where we can find you on Twitch, YouTube, all all the places to be found. Yeah, so uh, you can just go and go to your favorite search engines, type in the face of I Diablo. I knew we were gonna do that. <laughs> if you, if you bring up my picture. And my strings right there. Um, if not, then you can find me everywhere as Mr. Lama SC. So the tag that you see below my name, that is my Twitter, my Twitch, my YouTube. Uh, that's probably the three, three things that I really do. Um, so you can check it out there. I put content out, you know, pretty much every day, just about. And it's awesome. mostly Diablo 2 and some POE lately. So oh, cool. Uh, and we'll have guys... 64 stuff in the future. Uh oh. There you yeah. go. If you guys want to find more of me, I'm the P Child. You can find me on Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, everywhere at the P Child. Yeah, yeah. I'm Lord underscore Fluffy. Double those underscores on the Twitter. We'll see you guys minus a llama next week. Oh, hold on. Uh, we didn't talk about this in oh, the beginning. Shit, yeah. We are not going to have a True. podcast next Tuesday. Mm-hmm. You are out. You were in China, right? Yeah, Shanghai. Shanghai. What? You're going to Shanghai? Hell yeah, dude. For what? World traveler, baby. That's sick. Have fun. Thanks. Uh, we will be returning on the seventh, correct? Uh, back in time. Yep. Okay. There it is. So, see you guys on the seventh. Peace out. Peace out. Bye.